you know, speaking of Robert Downey Jr., I just want to thank him for playing as Iron Man because hmm. from what I heard, there were a couple of people who were, you know, in line to play Iron Man. Eddie Murphy. Right. Seriously? Eddie Murphy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised, but also I'd be so mad. Hey, 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 Super Agile Bros Nation, you already know what it is, it's your boy Bradston. It's so good to see, hear, or just be around you guys. So today, you already know who's in the building, we got the boy Kyle. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well, man. Happy to be here, too. You know, cool, cool. And uh, of course, we got the steve himself. Mr. Steve, what's going on with your brother? Hello. Steve-Ado. Indeed. Steve-Ado. That's a, that's a, that's how you say it. That's how you pronounce it. That's the, yeah. uh, you, the Puerto Rican Ukrainian. pronunciation. <laughs> Ukrainian? <laughs> the Puerto Rican pronunciation. Puerto Rican. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man. I mean, it's been, I feel like a, a good Super Agile Bros week for us. Uh, a lot of things have been going on on our end. Uh, probably the most incredible thing the thing we're the most proud of or at least i'm happy at least it's working is we got our discord channel discord server finally yes. working so um we got some people in there some uh special invites so it's good to have it going it's gonna be cool to see it grow and hopefully over time we'll be able to open up more and more to more people and you know make this a super agile bros party so yeah good stuff so shout out to all the people in super agile bros discord but Let's go ahead and get it started for today. This is going to be a cool one. Today, we're going to be talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, Got to give a shout out to the boy Kyle for coming up with this idea because I feel like it's going to be a good conversation. We're talking about the, Mar- the Marvel Cinematic Universe and kind of what has made it different than maybe all the other superhero movies before it. And we're just going to get deep. So I don't necessarily feel like we need to say spoiler alert, but we're just going to talk about all the Marvel movies and all the Marvel stuff. So if you haven't watched stuff uh listen at your own discretion i guess you could say <laughs> <laughs> um, i haven't seen the second thor movie or <laughs> either ant-man either ant-men ant-men or um what else have i not seen i think i've I seen most of everything else i i haven't seen the ant-men movies either and i have oh. seen the second thor and you, you're not missing much it's yeah <laughs> It is what it is, yeah. <laughs> but think yeah. of what it could have been. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> the only reason why I haven't seen the Ant-Man movies, and now I have no excuse, it's just that like when they first came out, I didn't see them in theaters just because. And then like, I wasn't really like, I'm not really finna rent an Ant-Man movie. I don't know. I just, <laughs> it just seemed like the most random movie to me. Uh, everybody told me it was good, you know? Um, and, yeah, they were both very good. You know. what? What's the dude who, who plays Ma- Ant-Man? What's his name? Uh... Paul Rudd. Paul, Paul Rudd. Rudd. The, what the sexiest man of the year, or whatever, you know, or something. Uh, did he really? Did yeah, you... I think in twenty twenty one. Oh, that was a vote. Yeah, I you were I... saying that. No, <laughs> I just declared it. I was like, let me tell y'all something. Last year, Paul Rudd. <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish. No, but, but like this year, it's not Paul Rudd. <laughs> who, who is it? Who is it this year, Brad? Who's the early, sexiest man? early front runner? Uh. I don't know. <laughs> uh, 
Benedict uh, oh, oh, this oh, year, baby. Not Benedict. Uh, what's his name from The Witcher? Henry uh, Cavill. Oh, Henry Cavill. Yeah. Is it Cavill? <laughs> Cavill? Superman. I thought it was Cavill, but I guess he, yeah. I guess I'd never heard it out loud. Yeah. He's been he's a couple a, of different like, superheroes. I feel like he could he could take that spot. But maybe because The Witcher came out last year. He, but he, you know, he'll get a lot of the press this year. So, yeah, man, I feel the like the second season of Witcher was very good. It's very good. So, I'm, I'm voting Henry Cavill. Matter of fact, does, that that's it. <laughs> does Tom Holland count as a man, even though he plays children? He's a boy. <laughs> Him and Zendaya are are children, like infinitely children. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> she's gonna sneak up on you. One day she's gonna. Go gonna they're they're both gonna go from children to being whole adults. <laughs> The world won't be ready, and their it's careers will dominate be over. everybody. Over, they'll they're probably both like in their forties, like secretly, like Keanu Reeves' children. Never age, just like you know. Yeah, because Zendaya is actually in a TV show about her being in high school, and Zendaya is solidly in her twenties. Like she's Wait, not right now. Yeah, I what can't remember. The it's on Hulu. Uh, it's like it's, it's apparently kind of depressing from what people keep. I keep hearing, Love but it. it's, it's, uh, I keep seeing on Hulu and like on different like placards for like streaming media, you know, like it's the show right now with Zendaya. Oh, wow. And she's a high schooler. Like she's a grown woman. So, you know, it, Hey, some people can do it. You know, matter of fact, my wife has been watching Veronica Mars. Every single person in that show is a grown person, but it's in high school. <laughs> and she keeps on getting on me because every time I see somebody, I'm, I'm like, genuinely, I'm, I'll be like, oh, why is that person's mom at school? And she's like, no, that's a student. I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, that's Every a, that's day, a, parent and teacher conference. conference. My, uh, my wife has been watching, uh, gosh, it's a show. One of my friends has Asperger's and he posts about it on Facebook. And it's about three young people, young adults who are like living by themselves for the first time, I think. And they all, they're all on the spectrum hmm. for uh, the autism spectrum. And it's just kind of like a family drama, you know, just has funny moments, has sad, touching moments. But one of the characters is this girl who's apparently 26 because she says it a couple times. And her whole thing is she wants to be independent and like, you know, be treated like an adult. Um, <laughs> this woman is apparently like 40 years old. What? Like in real life? In real life, yeah. I was huh. like, playing I can't. I can see. I definitely think she looks older than twenty six, but she <laughs> right. plays the part well. Um, was, was she a high, like? Was she one of those people who used to play high schoolers for most of her career, and then finally, uh, like, hey, you're know. a little <laughs> bit too old. <laughs> like, I don't know I any. Sorry. I don't know any of the actors except actually. You know that the guy, he he's an old guy, kind of darkish skin salt and pepper hair usually has a short beard he always plays like the wise father figure oh huh. um, yeah i think he was like in an ncis one of those he's, spinoff shows he's, he said he's brown skin is he like black or is he like tan no, is he he's like tan. hispanic maybe hispanic i don't know I, he's like a huh. tan looking skin complexion okay I, you know, it's funny. Like, I feel like I have like five people in my head right now and I know none of their names. So I'd be no help in this discussion. The first person that came to my mind was Ice-T, but I don't think it's him. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I feel like (laughs) Ice-T, you would say (laughs) (laughs) Ice-T. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, Ice-T is a fatherly type figure now, you know. 
Now, kind of weird if you think about it, him and how old is this show? How old is it? It's I, I think it's very new. I don't know. I've never heard of it before. Huh? Yeah. I don't anyway, know. I've never heard of. This. Oh, and the show that Zendaya is in is Euphoria. Oh. oh. Yeah. I've heard yeah. the name. I don't know anything about that. Yeah, yeah I don't know anything, anything about, about it. it. Other than every time I see it, it's her face and it says Euphoria. You know. Of course, I'm it's like, her face. Of course. So that's the the face that they paid for. <laughs> it's like you've all the monies <laughs> so well i don't want to talk about this yet but i was just gonna say speaking of people getting paid for it in the marvel cinematic universe <laughs> robert downey jr in that show <laughs> like a hundred percent that paycheck age of ai <laughs> yes that paycheck cleared immediately because bro that that man does not seem like he wants to be there at all <laughs> like, <laughs> He seemed okay the first couple of minutes, but I didn't get past that. <laughs> yeah, like, so it, you know, it was, it's like that Robert Downey Jr. kind of quirky kind of style. And then, yeah. then you're like, ah, mm. your soul's not in this. <laughs> <laughs> Is it part of the MCU? <laughs> yes, because technically it was like <laughs> in the Iron Man, like, in the studio, film, right? in the studio or whatever. Uh, I've only watched like five minutes of it, but I'm like interesting <laughs> this is this is so strange so <laughs> i guess to get it started with mcu talk um what, what's y'all's take on um the mcu in general like what's your not like a rating or anything but more like how do you feel about it like overall i'm assuming just from knowing you guys in general that you like it you know most of you've seen most of the movies but like what's been your take over the years of the mcu your general feel um you know, let's start. Let's start with the the yam himself, uh, Kyle. Oh. <laughs> it is I, the yam. I'm sorry. The yam. <laughs> let's talk to the yam <laughs> in the field. My existence is pain. <laughs> Just pain. So, I, I first off, you know, speaking of Robert Downey Jr., I just want to thank him for playing as Iron Man because, hmm. from what I heard, there were a couple of people who were, you know, in line to play Iron Man. Okay. Eddie and, Murphy. Right. Seriously? Eddie Murphy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised, but also I'd be so mad. <laughs> like, hey, I'm Iron Man. I can't even do Eddie Murphy. Eddie, Eddie Murphy, Murphy plays Iron Man and Pepper Potts. <laughs> I got to, got to, got to. <laughs> and Pepper Potts. Oh, my goodness. The whole of course, movie is of course Eddie. he's Rhodey. Eddie is everybody. He's Black Widow. He's Black Panther. Oh, no. He's Rhodey, oh, of course. No. He's uh, he is oh, uh, Agent Coulson. <laughs> the Eddie Happy. Murphy cinematic universe. He, somehow the clumps would get in there. Dr. Little. <laughs> Find out. Oh, they're Marvel superheroes. It would make perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Black Panther. Can we talk about the do- Can we talk about the Doolittle cinematic universe? There's like four Doctor Doolittle movies. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of because it was it started with there was one like the 80s, mm-hmm. and then yeah, yeah. why the did they? show. It was a TV show. No, the exactly. Giants Conk show, like a sea show. Oh, oh, I, I have oh. not seen that one. That's before. just the image I remember from one of these movies. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about how theoretically coming to America, like that oh, could please. actually be Wakanda, this is where Eddie Murphy came from or whatever. Zamunda, <laughs> like give me a neighboring country to Eddie Murphy in. as Killmonger's dad. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time, that's the plot twist. <laughs> you betrayed your king. Yes, yeah, so oh. Killmonger was kidnapped and brought to. <laughs> 
Now but, I've got to watch Coming to America too to get the rest of the lore. Get the rest of the lore. Oh, oh man, I heard it wasn't that good. It's okay. It's okay. It's 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 a family like you. If you like Eddie Murphy, you'll like the movie. But it's not great. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of par for the course of these Marvel spinoffs. You know, they're okay, but you got to watch them so you don't miss anything. So you don't miss anything. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to see what happens with the vibranium coming to <laughs> America Hakeem. too. Hakeem. <laughs> so, so Kyle, what's your take on the MCU? We went on. So yeah, as I was saying, I'm thankful for Eddie Murphy playing Iron Man <laughs> and just changing the name of superheroes in general because there were tons of tries at superhero yeah. movies, and a lot of them were okay, but it really just it really just changed the game, and so. Yeah. It's really incredible that that like they read the Iron Man movies retroactively made the Hulk movies better. Yeah, and by bringing them into the universe like after the fact. Hilarious. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's so funny because like first of all, if you think about it, like Iron Man, not to say that he's the most forgettable forgettable Marvel like character, but like as far as like names, like if you think of Oh, like an average person knowing a Marvel superhero, it's going to be the Spider-Man. It's going to be the the, the X-Men. It's going to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. there's so oh, many Wolverine. more people. The Wolverines. The, you know, the what's the laser beam I got? I can't believe I'm forgetting. Cyclops? Cyclops. Cyclops. <laughs> so to your point about forgetting names, you're forgetting <laughs> the name. <laughs> but even, even, even Cyclops or Jean Grey or any person, like, there's so many other people who you think of when you think of like marvel like especially if you're like a just a general person uh-huh. so to start with iron man the only only reference i ever had to iron man was some fighting games where iron man was in it and i was like okay i guess iron man's a person in the marvel universe you know i oh read yeah a few comic books as a kid but not many so like so to me honestly when Mar- uh iron man first came out i was like oh this is a skip i'm good like there's no reason for me to watch this, you know. I don't know how y'all felt about it, but I pretty sure I saw it in theaters. I think I did too. But what was the timeline? When did the Sam Raimi uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man movies come on? Come out? Sorry, which which Spider-Man. one is that? The second set, the, like the, with, the ones with no, Tobey Maguire, no, the original. Oh, that was like early two thousands. Uh, was that was before still... Iron Man? I'm sure yes, it was before yes. Iron Man. Yeah, yes. I think Iron Man came out when I was in college. 2008 Iron Man came out. Yes, I was in college, and I'm pretty sure all of the Spider-Man movies were finished at that point. Yeah, the first set, at least. Yeah. So I think Marvel movies were in a good place for me. I think I went and saw Iron Man in theaters, too. Yeah, I really don't remember a time before, uh, before Iron Man, like, took over. Like I, I, I know as a kid, I sometimes would see the Iron Man cartoon and I was like, okay, you know, whatever. It's just, it's not as good as the X-Men cartoon. Oh, but, the X-Men cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that. <laughs> but um, actually, let's not. Let's just skip it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think I was just so young and I was so like unplugged from comic books in general that when I saw the Iron Man movie and it was so sick, mm-hmm. like that was enough to put iron man like basically retroactively in my entire subconscious that's hilarious yeah Yeah, 
yeah, I feel like Spider-Man movies never resonated to me as a Marvel movie, even though I knew he was in the Marvel, you know, universe. Um, I don't know. I feel like they just felt, it, it never felt like, you know, because there was Batman movies. There was like a Superman movies. Justice um, League cartoon. Yeah, the Justice, now the Justice League cartoons probably yeah. was the first, I think like, more, like not Marvel, of course, those are DC, but like superhero, like what I, like, set of yeah stuff that really was like yo this is like Get high the team quality. together exactly like it felt really good you know um of course it's been like you said the x-men tv show was great but like when you really think about it like if you take the x-men tv show and compare it to you know justice league as far as like maturity it's very different as far as goofiness it's very different oh um, yeah so i don't know i just feel like the spider-man movie never got me excited for another superhero movie i was just like oh this is a great movie spider-man you know like i didn't think anything of it you know that's fair yeah because i think the the dc movies in that way kind of haven't changed where it's always felt like they were so trying so hard to lift from the comics i guess i really don't know their mindset when it goes into making movies because their animations are so their animated movies are so strong Mm -hmm. narratively visually and then like none of that translates to their movies most of the time like the batman ones are the closest ones but like the last couple especially the last justice league was just like what it, what's oh going goodness. on well was, yeah. the last just the did you guys watch the snyder cut no no bro from uh batman vs superman no the justice league snyder cut oh he has one of those two. Oh yeah uh, definitely not doing on all of them oh man <laughs> They, it's such a, it's, it's a much better movie. Interesting. It's far superior. Like it, it really makes me, first of all, I've pretty much forgotten my original watch through of the Justice League movie. I was like, eh, it's fine. But then like watching the Snyder cut, I was completely blown away. And I'm like, oh, this is better. Even though I feel like a lot of the changes are probably too subtle for me to notice it would be like, oh, the acting isn't as good because he had to read mm-hmm. because uh, uh, I forget the other the other director, um, Buffy. Um, I, I can't say that I remember. I'm no help here. Yeah, you yeah, you guys, keep you guys are not the fact guys. Well, keep it moving. <laughs> the guy, the guy who released the theatrical version, the director, he had like reshot a bunch of Snyder's stuff and moved scenes around, and essentially the whole like ending. Of the movie is completely different hmm. from the Snyder that was a, Cut. That's so a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah, we're not just talking about some deleted scenes or some like color adjustments. It's a huge deal. If you haven't seen it and you want to see a good superhero movie, and you have like three or four hours, five hours, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a whole day, it really is like I would I would break it in half if you're worried about the time. But for real, I sat through. I didn't even stop to eat. I was totally enamored. Ooh. It was your food for the day. Yeah, I had a food. I had a meal that no one else knew of. <laughs> a feast for the eyes, if you will. Beth. Anyway, the point down. the point is the same though is that even the Snyder cut is really different from like Marvel movies. So, so that's kind a, of a shame that they yeah. had to fix it. Like it's like day one DLC, in my opinion. Like you, you know, you can't. You already released it, so. We hoped that that was the good version for me to go back and watch mm-hmm. it. I appreciate that they didn't they did the work afterwards, but it's like that's what differentiates them from Marvel. Is just like 
get your feedback before you release it to the public. So, so that's yeah. inter- it's interesting because, like, say, let's take like Full Metal Alchemist, right? Like, the first cut of Full Metal Alchemist is not as good as the second cut, which is the Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. But the thing is, the first cut of Full Metal Alchemist was still good, right? Mm. Like, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is just great, you know. So it wasn't like, oh, like. Like, me even thinking about the Justice League movie, it just feels like a fever dream. Like, I, I remember stuff <laughs> happening. Like, I remember them being in, like, some weird, like, it was, I don't know. It felt like they were in a sewer. Oh, and They were all like, over the place. A crab monster. Like, in it's my bonkers. mind. It's totally bonkers. In my mind, it just seems like <laughs> this wasn't real. I watched a fan-made, like, YouTube series <laughs> or something. I you mean, know, parody. You know, so. That's actually what happened, pretty much. Like. <laughs> Because Zach had to leave the production because of, uh, I think, someone died in his family. His daughter mm. died or something. Wow. And I think that Warner Brothers didn't really trust him anyway, and they were kind of screwing with it. Dang. So, is there, is there Warner Brothers? Is that who? I, I think mean, yeah, they have DC. For yeah, yeah. Be. So, it, it really was Whedon. Joss, Joss Whedon. That's who it is. Mm-hmm. Joss, really, it really was kind of a fan fan-made you know remake of it like and that's here's the thing right it's all about the circumstances full metal alchemist brotherhood would have been good on the first cut if they had had the manga to follow right like it isn't like they went back and fixed it they just did it right because they had done it wrong the first time well it's the same here i think it's similar right because they diverted from the original path right the right yeah 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 yeah. which was exactly that's what happened with the movie is this was the movie that should have come out mm-hmm. before Joss came in and, and not to dump on him or anything, but kind of screwed everything up and cut out a bunch of important <laughs> storytelling. And right. I mean, gosh, what's his name? Cyborg is barely even a character, but in the uh, Snyder barely. cut, he's like the main character almost. <laughs> super random. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's where Marvel, like I, I sometimes wonder if, you know, of course, looking back now, it's like, oh, it's so obvious that they were going to make the MCU. Iron Man was setting up all this stuff, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Me and Shailene just went back and watched the first Iron Man. And I mean, in all intents and purposes, if you like look at it, it just seems like another movie. Like we were just talking about the Batman movies, like the the Batman movies made by uh, my man Interstellar. Uh, Chris um, Nolan. Christopher Nolan. You know, like those movies were great, but if you, it never felt like it was trying to make a universe it just felt like it was like we want to talk about batman mm-hmm. and batman's the main character and that's the only thing that matters right but like i think iron man started out the gate by like making it feel like they were gonna bring in other characters even if it was just like cameos like hey we got this other character or oh oh that's that person from that that comic that one time you know like it seemed mm-hmm. like they were kind of touching on it and then like i guess they were like yo what if we just took it all the way like we've already right. set the groundwork you know yeah and then I guess the rest is history, right? It like, feels like, yeah, like it was a secondary thought, but they had laid it so well, maybe maybe by accident that it just worked out. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, sometimes it seems like they planned all this, but then other times they come up with a movie and they have to like retroactively be like, you know, a character be like, well, why weren't you there when the Avengers were helping the world? Or why didn't you mm-hmm. save whoever because you were in the proximity? And then they have to come up with some bogus excuse you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, I couldn't interfere or something. I'm it's assuming, like, well, you didn't plan ahead for that. I'm assuming you've seen, uh, what's it called? <laughs> the Eternals. The Eternals. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's the most recent blatant disregard to <laughs> to that that I've seen. 
Oh my gosh. Should I not watch Eternals? So, <laughs> okay, okay. So I, I would like to hear your opinion about this, Kyle, because All right. it, was, it wasn't by choice that I watched the Eternals. Like me and Shailene were like, oh, we're going to watch it, but we're not going to watch it in theaters. We went mm-hmm. to go visit my, you know, my niece and my sister and my brother-in-law. And my brother-in-law was like, hey, have you seen Eternals? He's like, you should watch it. And I was like, oh, we haven't seen it yet. And then he just turned it on one day when we were all like in the living room. So mm-hmm. uh, it, was, it was, yeah, you know, we weren't doing anything. It was three hours long. I mean, it's a decent movie. And like, it's not terrible. It's not bad. It's just like a movie that you would see and then you'd probably never talk about. <laughs> like, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I saw that movie. Like, yeah, it was, pretty, it was okay. You know, like, that's it. Like, it's it's just not up to the MCU standard. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's my opinion. Yeah. I don't know what you thought, Kyle. I 100% agree because the ratings kind of reflect that, too. Like, the ratings are very center of the road. Like, me and Mrs. Yams, we were, we were decided at the end of the movie that... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Mrs. Yams. You said Mrs. Yams. Yeah. Mrs. Yams, yes. <laughs> My significant other. Uh that it it was kind of like the equivalent like if if a DC director made a Marvel movie, they would have mm-hmm. made the the Eternal. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what it feels like. Yo, perfect way to say it. Yeah. So what would you guys say like makes a movie feel like a DC movie or feel like a Marvel movie? You know what? I, I This is actually something I was talking to somebody else about. I think it's mm. just the levity. Like, I think that one thing that Marvel did that set it very differently from, like, say, Batman vs. Superman is that it's serious, but it doesn't take itself too seriously. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of jokes, a lot of comedy, a lot of, like, funny moments. And yeah, the universe is at stake. Yeah, the world's at stake. Da-da-da-da-da. But it's like... You feel like all the characters are lovable and hilarious and funny and goofy and you can hang out with them. But like, I feel like the DC movies and the Eternals feels like everybody takes themselves a little bit too seriously. In the Eternals, they definitely try to be funny-ish, like Marvel slapstick, but it doesn't work. It just feels like DC was trying to do it. Like, um, so I think that's to me the biggest difference. Like, it, I think the Marvel, I I feel like Iron Man fundamentally you could almost be like it's kind of sort of almost a comedy at sometimes you know like uh-huh. an action comedy but like the eternals they definitely have some comedy in it but it just feels more like uh, we got to break the pacing up a little bit <laughs> yeah i think yeah that's a really good point that you made about that you said levity what was that word mm-hmm. you used yeah levity mm-hmm. that's a five dollar word i didn't hey, uh yeah. paid for it paid for it <laughs> <laughs> but anyway yeah, I, I agree that it's just like there's that movie just it does it takes itself too seriously. And so like the whole idea is that the characters, I get it. They're not they're not humans. Right. But then it's like you you treat them like humans. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's so it's like there's it's, it's a visual disconnect because you can say the same thing about, you know, Thor for all his purposes. He's not a human. He's a demigod. You know, yeah. Human adjacent. You, you can even like level with the Incredible Hulk in some way. You know, he kind of is, is human, right? But he's mutated. So I get, you know, but it's like they didn't find a way to make you want the Eternals to win or lose. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't really care what they were doing. And it didn't seem like they didn't care that you were watching. And it's like, you know, who's this story for? You know, why is it taking this long for me to 
to understand anything about them. And then at the very end, it's like, oh, you weren't going to let me understand anything about them after all. You just wanted me to sit through that. You know, so thanks. I, I think it's something that the Marvel Universe did has done well in general is that they let you warm up the characters before they make them like before they yeah. get too deep. Right. Like if you think about like the Iron Man movies, it, it was three Iron Man movies. But like if you watch the first one and the second one, you don't necessarily feel like, you know, uh, Tony Stark is going to be a pivotal person in anything. You're just kind of getting to know his character and da 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 da, and so like it's the same almost with like Captain America. You get to know him, and then so by the time that we get to the third movie with that one of those characters in, you start to be like, oh man, I really you know know you know, John you know whoever just name the character, but like it feels like an John Wick. <laughs> I was about to say a lot of different characters, so I was like, let me just stop before like I was gonna ruin it. Um I was just waiting for you to mess up. <laughs> but, as, but essentially like you feel like they don't have to explain anything. Like the problem with I would say Batman versus Superman and the Eternals is that they're trying to get you to care about the characters and like tell a really deep and important moving story at the same time. And mm. I don't think you can do both at the same time time like it's it's like you have to endear people to the character like some movies do it well but like they tend to not like go too too deep into like that character like we care about who bucky is because we've seen what bucky's been through Mm -hmm. you know you know as a winter soldier and stuff like that so it's funny i asked this question already knowing what my answer would be and i was i was wondering if you guys would line up and you pretty much did A, a few years ago I forget what I was listening to or watching, but somebody mentioned this idea that Marvel and DC, not just the movies, but even the comics have different um, paradigms about, about the storytelling. Right. Mm -hmm. And so in Marvel, you have a bunch of very human, like relatable characters who are trying to learn how to deal with their godlike powers. Right. Hmm. But in DC, you have these godlike characters that kind of seem alien or like mm. epic or majestic in some way. And they're uh, trying to learn how to like fit into society. the human world. So uh, not, yeah, like, yeah, not just saying like society, that's, that's kind of shallow, but just true. They're just struggling. They're like learning new, I guess, things about themselves and struggling with how to do that. Uh, and I'm like, man, all the good stories in DC line up with that. And all the good stories in Marvel line up with that, I think. Yeah. And I'm like, that's why I feel like Thor is one of the most inconsistent Marvel heroes because <laughs> he's probably the most like a DC hero. He's a literal god. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he's an alien. He's a demigod or something. And when he's when he's played straight, he's just not as fun as the other Marvel. He like kind of sticks out. And it's only in Ragnarok. Where he kind of is like much more human, yeah. like barely, barely a god, really. Just kind of just feels like a normal person. When you know, it's almost like a retelling of his character. And yeah. Personally, I think DC is strongest when they stick to that, but when they try to do what Marvel does, it yeah. doesn't jive with like the DC universe, so it doesn't come out right. Yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting that you say that because Thor has always stuck out to me because he's kind of like in the marvel universe for a while he's pretty much like one punch man where like he was like the most overpowered person op man 
but like everybody <laughs> else was kind of like growing in their power right learning uh-huh. who they were figuring out their destiny you know like but like honestly it's not like he's powered up and got stronger like that's just thor like thor fundamentally is just absolutely insanely strong you know right. like he is the game changer if he lands on the battlefield it's you know it doesn't matter that black panther's there <laughs> you know like like yeah. thor is on another level and so he always felt a little weird because it was like how do you like power scale him in this like like in mm-hmm. the hulk is kind of like that too when you you know when you think about his madness level but it's like he's still a scaling thing like he has to get madder and matter and matter but like thor is just fundamentally just a god mode right and yeah in dc like superman i mean he's superman <laughs> you know like super invulnerable super fast like he's just a superlative right. <laughs> you know generator and like yeah Even- like mm-hmm I was gonna say even Batman, he doesn't really have like godlike powers per se. I think I think with him it's just godlike intellect. plot armor, intellect, <laughs> like you know. plot armor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's kind of his power, right? They say oh his power is being rich or being smart or right. you know being tactical or something, and yeah it is. But Bro. the way it's written, it's the story. His story is always written around that, especially um, if you watch the Adam West Batman. Like oh, I didn't, I didn't know you had seen you, that. That's incredible. You consider those superhero materials. It's just like what is this? <laughs> like the plot, just the utility belt is mm-hmm. the most broken. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only reason why I think he even stands a chance. You know, they put the who would win a fight between Batman and Superman. It's be- it's it's only because of the plot armor. <laughs> His belt should just be called the context sensitive belt. Like it's always like just (laughs) generates what's needed in a particular situation. Push X to deal with this problem. You know, like yeah, I mean, there's a whole storyline of the Kryptonite Bat. You know, he beats Superman. Like it's yeah, and and it it just feels like you know one thing that I say about Marvel and what they did really well with the Marvel universe, cinematic universe, is that. Like, you know, the characters are growing in their powers, but at the same time, they always felt very vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like besides some of the characters who are in, like, literally aliens, but even the aliens are mortal. Like, they feel mortal, right? right? Yeah. And, and in their universe, you know, like, Asgard, like, you see their mortality when, you know, uh, uh, Thanos comes around and stuff. Like, you feel like everybody is they bleed it's dangerous it's dangerous um and they do a really good job of making people feel like this the stakes aren't just the universal stakes but it's also a very personal like i don't want to die you know i mm-hmm. want to survive you know and to that point gonna... about the mortality oh sorry were you going to say something steve i was going to briefly say that the same way that thor sticks out in a bad way in marvel i think shazam sticks out in dc in a good way because he's just a kid who literally gets these godlike powers. Like it's it's. Oh yeah. He he's a very human, relatable character mm-hmm. because he doesn't know anything about his powers. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It, and that was probably one of the best DC movies to come out in a while, in my opinion. Well, I, I still haven't. Seen probably it. yeah. I still haven't seen it. I haven't either. Yeah, what, I, what? I can kind of. You haven't seen? You said. Oh, that's, I guess why you said probably. Yeah. <laughs> but what were you saying, uh, Kyle, about the? Oh yeah, the mortality. So one thing I I think it kind of falls apart in in the MCU as far as mortality is like whenever they do um, what are they called prequels type type deals where 
They show mm-hmm. characters in pre- precarious situations where you think that they actually can be harmed, but you've already seen where they are yeah. afterwards. And so yeah. it's like it lowers the stakes tremendously. Like, uh, um, have like they what? done that other than Black Widow? Uh, I think I can't think of anything I mean, other than Black, Black Widow. Black Widow, right Widow now, but... uh, Captain Marvel. Um, she wasn't. Uh, that's a that's kind fun. of that's. I mean, technically a prequel, but she, yeah, we had never. We don't know what happens to her in the future, so well, that's saying, not really a prequel. I, I, like it's. I, I feel you. Like the prequels are are the problem. Like they're cool, but like yeah, like you really just don't pay attention to the main character. Like I think Black Widow, they did that on purpose. Like I think they were like, hey, we're trying to like, like she's dead now. We're mm-hmm. trying to like move her out of the way, so we're gonna like de-emphasize her in her own movie, and like make the the plot really rotate or whatever gravitate around the other the characters sister. yeah the sisters the dad and all you know whoever you know it may be in the movie because you're like yeah. oh these people could die and we want them to feel important because we probably want to use them in the future <laughs> right and, and i think that's one thing that kind of like maybe it, so it's not only the movies that i get this feeling from like it's also been like you you see their timeline of who's gonna be and what and mm-hmm. then it's like if you watch the old movies when you think somebody dies and then they don't, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that, I guess, also plays into like sometimes the stakes aren't as high. And so I don't know. I, th- I think it works in the movies, you know, because they don't take themselves too seriously. But it, sometimes like if it's if it's too blatant, it can really just pull you out of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think Marvel is interesting. Like, so. Uh, I was going to say this a little bit earlier, but, like, really, I think the time that I really got interested in the MCU, like, really was paying attention, was right around when uh, Civil War. I think Civil War is the first movie I was like, okay, like, I actually want to see what's going on with the MCU. Like, the other mm. movies, I had seen them. Like, some I had seen in theaters, some I had seen on DVD, you know, whatever. But, like, they all, I could tell they were connected, but it didn't really matter to me. But for Not some reason... Of Ultron? Uh, I don't know when I saw Age of Eltron. I might have... I saw it. Like, I remember seeing all these movies. Like, I just don't remember when. But Civil War felt like the first time, like, I was actually paying attention. <laughs> I feel like the other movies, I just watched them as, like, one-offs in my uh-huh. mind. In my mind. But for some reason, Civil War, I was like, oh, this is, like, really a story. Like, there's characters that matter. And, and like, and also going back to the mortality, because I wasn't super paying attention... I wasn't sure if people were going to die because I know in the, the comic books, like people die and stuff like that. Like, so mm-hmm. to me, I felt like the stakes were really high and I feel like that's the time. That's when it brought me into MCU. Um, and I was like all in like, okay, I want to learn about this. Was what, what brought y'all into the MCU? Was it just like a natural progression or was there like a moment where you're like, Oh, like I really am invested in this. I think it was, <clears throat> Oh, there I go. <laughs> Get it out. Oh, Get geez. it out. Yeah, I uh, swallowed a fly there. Mm-hmm. I think it was a natural progression for me. I remember going with a bunch of guys to watch Avengers in theaters. I think it was like right after our finals had ended for the for the semester, and we like ran to the car and jumped in the car and ran to the theater. Um, so it was a very like social thing. I don't remember what movies came out right before Avengers. That seems like it was so long ago. Yeah, man. I mean, it was. It was like over ten years, I think. Yeah, I think the way it's grown, like now I have a lot invested, but when it first 
started, I guess, becoming the MCU as we know it now. I was a kind of a movie buff, I guess. Like, so I grew up in Southern Louisiana and there's nothing to do. All we had was a movie theater. And uh, so that was all we did. So we'd go see, you know, the Fast and Furious movies and and the Shrek. I think we went and saw that in theaters when it came out. Like we, we would go see everything. So it was at a time where, you know, Marvel was just pumping out these movies. So I was going to see him type of thing. Mm. So it was a natural progression as well, you would say? I would, yeah. I might, yeah, might as well have been. No, yeah. I mean, I, I think that makes sense. Uh, you know, I, I just think it's, I think like maybe because in the opposite way, growing up, going to, I went to the movie theater maybe once a year, maybe twice. Oh, um, wow. Just, you know, how our bank accounts were set up. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's and, <laughs> and also like, maybe it's jamaican culture in general like you don't really do much outside the home if it's not you know you might go you know we go on vacation once in a while or we do this or that but like we always did things at home so we'd rent all we did was rent movies from blockbuster that was like our thing every friday Mm. we could rent one movie or one game so like that was kind of what most movies came into my household so growing up it wasn't natural for me to go to a movie theater so i just waited for it to show up on dvd or whatever but um yeah, so I think, and also, like, not that I'm not a movie, I'm not an anti-movie buff, but I don't know. I just never thought of anything other than, like, oh, I saw the Iron Giant. Okay. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. unless it says Iron Giant 2, I'm not really, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I should pay attention to the last movie, you know? Um, and then and then one thing about Hollywood and movies in general, because they know they got to, like, bring in a general audience they do a pretty good job of like you didn't have to see the movies before it. It's kind of like what I was talking about with Harry Potter, which kind of threw me off, is that I wasn't ready for a movie that actually it mattered that you saw the movies before it. You know, like mm. was, I was just used to, oh, I, I I saw the third Shrek or something. Cool. Like maybe I don't know all these inside jokes, but the movie's still interesting to me, you know. Um, So I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. I think I've always been invested in series, like not that's not to say that I'm I want to watch every series, but like I don't really want to watch a movie unless I've seen the previous movies, even if it's like Meet the Crudes or something where I seriously <laughs> doubt that the plot matters to the you know the next movie. Ooh, you'd be surprised. Oh, would yeah, I? Yeah, yeah. What about Ice Age Five? Uh, nah, the death of you. Ray Romano. So, so that's that's a good point. <laughs> I, I honestly believe. That Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I feel like the MCU was solidified it, created the, you cannot see the next movie until you see the fr- the one before, the you know, last one. like, mm. like the industry kind of changed. They're like, oh, like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the digital economy or whatever, or just the culture change, but we do have access. Yeah. So it's a lot easier to see stuff, but it really has felt like nowadays there is like onboarding that needs that needs to be done, you know, before. Yeah. And it used to be, there used to be like cross, well, cross platform, not cross platform, cross uh, industry, I guess, interwoven narratives where you'd watch a movie, then you had to go read the book, then you had mm-hmm. to play the game, you had to come back to the next movie. So I'm glad they've, they pretty much moved away from that as far as I know, <laughs> and just like only do movies now. But yeah. That sounds exhausting. <laughs> that was basically star wars like yeah yeah star wars straight up 
did not care. Like I, I, <laughs> I remember watching. I think it was the second st- like when I say the second Star Wars movie, I mean like the prequels, where a whole bunch of events happen too. in between the movies, but like they straight up don't say anything. And the only oh, yeah. reason you would know is if you watch the random shorts that were on Cartoon Network for a brief, like oh. for a limited amount of time. And I just happened to like be a kid. So Cartoon Network, I just feed me, you know. So I remember going to theater like like when uh what's his name? Uh the robot with the little heart in his chest, uh Grievous. I think it was Grievous. Grievous. Like mm-hmm. The reason that Grievous is hunched over and breathes weird is because of what happened in those mini shorts. Oh. Like, like it is a significant moment. And it just seems like, oh, that's just his character. Like, no, he was a normal dude, essentially, prior to a moment that happened in those uh, shorts. I mean, as a person who never saw those shorts and saw the second episode, albeit it was a long time ago, um... I never felt like I had to know why the man was hunched over and breathing hard. I just thought he was a scary robot villain. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I, 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 it, de- it definitely adds, like, it probably is super cool if you've seen those. And like, oh, that's a character I recognize and I know what happened to him. But yeah, no, no, I, I 100% agree with that. Like, I, I was just, like, noting that, like, what Kyle said, like, they used to, like, spread all this information out. But once again, oh, Hollywood was used to that. Like, we onboard people where they're at. We don't expect you to know that. That's just bonus, you know? Mm. Yeah. Nowadays, it's like we expect you to know that X person does this or has this weakness or blah, blah, blah. Uh, otherwise, you're like, why does this person never touch water? Like, oh, in the last movie, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you need to know that. You know? What but, a thing to notice. I wonder how many characters you've seen that don't touch water and you just don't think about it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's just strange. You know, one thing that I do give Marvel props on. Even though it's like a cheap way to do things, mm-hmm. it's it's what m- comics has done for years, and particularly Marvel retcons. Ooh. <laughs> and wait, 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 wait! Hold the thought about retcons. I just yeah. thought of something. Mm-hmm. So, you, did you guys see the new um, Shang Chi? You saw that? Uh-huh. Okay, either of you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Great do movie. you remember? The conf- everyone was so annoyed or impressed or just talking about the fact that Trevor Slattery was back or that he was like involved with the Ten Rings. They were like, oh, wow, the Ten Rings are actually a thing. Mm-hmm. They retconned that from the movie. More or less. They they kind of sort of like they because they said that he was being run by like a terrorist organization or something. He was just like an right. actor. So So here's the thing. Talk about onboarding. They uh, Marvel released a short years oh. ago, years ago that basically laid out it was a prequel to, you know, Shang Chi, and it it literally said like it was, it was uh, a guy coming in to interview Trevor in the jail, in jail, mm-hmm. and oh, he's explaining yeah. like, didn't you know that the Ten Rings is an actual terrorist organization, and didn't you know that they're angry and they want to kill you now, and then he's like, I'm part of the Ten Rings, and he breaks them out. He breaks uh, Trevor mm-hmm. out, kills the guard, and leaves. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. 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 So that was all known by anyone who was paying attention. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, I, I don't even know, like, where would you even see that? Because I saw it on Disney+, Plus, but that's pretty much, like, 
It was on YouTube for years. Wow. They took it off YouTube a while before the Shang-Chi came out, so it would be on Disney+. Plus. Wow. Man. That's crazy, because I didn't know the timing of when they got made. I just assumed they got made right before the movie, because it, right. you know, uh, I was like, oh, but like, wow, huh. they've been plotting this for so long, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that's wild. But that's, that's the equivalent of like a Clone Wars exposition dump, right? Like, mm-hmm. people didn't know this was happening until, you know, suddenly Trevor shows up in the movie. They're like, wait a second. And they played but up we, the reveal, we, too. Mm-hmm. They did play it up a little. Well, I mean, even if you knew about, you know, even if you had watched the short, like the fact that he's still alive mm-hmm. <laughs> is, is impressive <laughs> because the short, <laughs> yeah. the short heavily implies that he's going to kill him. So you didn't expect him to last. Because he was in what, Iron Man 3? Yes. Or, yeah, yeah. So that's so long ago, man. Like, it would be easy for you to even forget that he existed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, a, it was a deep pool. Yeah. Wow. I mean... It, it to me it reminds me you know i've told you about how i feel about naruto like how they've been plotting things for like literally a decade that like you that they've planted long time ago mm-hmm. and when they reveal it it's just like bro right. how did yeah. you do it i feel like marvel has that same that same energy <laughs> you know like they really believe in what they're doing they really believe in the longevity um at least i feel they believed until a in the longevity, definitely up until uh, what you call it, uh, Endgame, okay. you know. Um, oh, definitely. And I think yeah. Then they were like, okay, we need to shuffle things around. Of course, they were setting up Shang Chi. That feels like obvious. But I feel like a lot of the other stuff they wanted to do, but they weren't like sure. And then of course the passing of um, uh, now I'm blanking on everybody's name today. Wow. Um, played Black Panther. How am I forgetting his name? Oh. Uh. Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman and and just like some people being like hey I don't want to do this anymore and like them having to go okay cool well we got to sunset a lot of characters so that's going to maybe mess with a lot of stuff we want to do in the future so we got to kind of set up the path for the new new you know Avengers um, yeah it's hard because they opened with like you know some of the most prevalent or most well-known Avengers names mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they still have Spider-Man um but like no one what, what no one cared about shuri until she showed up in the movie and honestly i don't even like shuri now <laughs> uh, oh, I, I know she was supposed to replace black panther in the comics yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, well in the i knew going forward in the movies that they wanted her to be the new like black panther stand-in after chadwick died mm-hmm. um but yeah, yeah they, like they've they've opened the like phase one and i guess phase I don't know whatever phase we're on, but everything leading up to Endgame felt like, all right, this is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. And now it just kind of feels like, and we shall keep going. <laughs> yeah. Like the series know, people, especially feel like that. People don't know about, didn't know about Loki. Loki was made by the MCU. Um, people didn't know about Kang. I guess people didn't know about most of the villains now that I mention it. I think I think the biggest problem is that like they don't they're not going to get the grace that they got in the beginning because mm-hmm. the expectations are so high, right? Like sure, like yeah. back in the day they could just do this stuff and like they're planning things and like okay we need to build uh you know Steve Rogers so we need like four movies okay we need to build the Guardians of the Galaxy let's just drop this random movie that first of all Guardian Galaxy was the hottest sleeper hit of all super time like, fire. Yo. Like, super fire just. I remember going to it and be like, yo, this is one of the funniest movies I've seen in a long time. Like, legit laughing. It was great. <laughs> um, and just, I'm dancing, it's her blossom. 
<laughs> and just great <laughs> writing, like the scene where they're all arguing, like it, it's just like just spot on. But anywho, like they had all that time to build all these characters to make this epic, you know, conclusion. But now people are just like, I want it to be epic now. Why is it not epic now? You know, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. give them no grace, you know, and so it's almost like it's almost like to their benefit for them to make some mediocre movies. So people will stop paying Yeah, like stop paying attention, just lull, just bring a lull, and then they can ramp up. But now everything's probably billion dollar productions. Like you can't you know, from a Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's, there's so much Go ahead, dude. I was gonna say there, there's certain movies in their lineup that are coming that even still, like if they do have a couple more stinkers, won't get grace for. Like the Doctor Strange movie has to hit. Yeah. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three has to be a hit. Yeah. There's just no way around it, and it, it'll it'll like destroy them if those movies are bad. Versus, like nobody cares about the Eternals, so they'll have to do something like that. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, so I have a friend who I disagree with quite often, especially regarding movies. Ooh. And he... Say his name. <laughs> I dare not. I don't want to summon him. <laughs> just like pops in the chat. <laughs> no, like he won't even be in the chat. I'll just, chat. I'll just be hearing his voice. Like, guys, can you hear him? The, you guys don't hear him. <laughs> or, like, or like just like... And then in, I go silent. Like when you're like an, an enemy is nearby and it starts playing that music like... Burn, 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 burn. <laughs> <laughs> I like, try oh, to no. save and quit. You can't save. <laughs> the game, there's an enemy and, nearby. And Audacity is like, you can't save. You have to go to say so. Um, anyway, I disagree with this guy a lot. Uh, and... Years ago, he and I were arguing about the MCU. He was talking about how the MCU was better than comics. Mm. That Marvel had done the right thing by eschewing like the weak comic book writing of our forefathers. Mm. And some of the elements, especially that he was focusing on, was that comics uh, tend to have like lots of retconning. They tend to have you know, story arcs that kind of like step on each other or they might feel familiar or rehashing things. You know, characters die, but it doesn't really matter. Like there's not really one succinct story. And he was saying that the Marvel movies are great because that's what they've done. They've taken all of the, I'm exaggerating, all the trash comic stuff from Marvel and kind of like sanded it down to one beautiful story. And they were just slowly telling the story over multiple movies and I told him, I was like, that's great, and I'm glad you think that, but you're comparing one series of movies that, frankly, had just gotten to Endgame, so, like, really had just gotten to their first major conflict. Mm-hmm. Comparing that to decades yes. of storytelling right. with dozens of major conflicts and, like, world-changing events, universe-changing events, and, like, of course there's going to be retconning. And I guarantee you that if Marvel keeps going after Endgame, like if they keep trying to change and adapt and continue the stories, they're going to start adding in time travel. Yes. They're going to start adding in alternate dimensions and alternate worlds where they can they can use that to retcon and tell new stories of the same characters. Mm-hmm. They're going to start bringing people back from the dead. And look what happened in Endgame. 100%. And look what happened in Everything no Way else. Home. In everything else. <laughs> and, and in Loki. Like I was like, I told him and I was. Now was he's hovering. eating so, crow. Now he's eating crow. Of course, now he doesn't care. He com- he completely forgot the conversation, but I remember. How convenient. I remember. How convenient. I remember. <laughs> I remember. He everything. made Pepperidge Farm remembers. 
<laughs> the first Marvel or, or like when you're in a video game and you say something, this character will remember this. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what are the consequences of my actions? I don't know. Speaking yeah. of retcon, weren't you going to say something about retcon earlier, Brad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you were. I yeah, I mean, you. essentially, what 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 Steve just said is kind of what I was trying to mention. Where like they took a bold move. And instead of doing what every other, I feel like, franchise has done in history, which is just ignore that we've created the same movie. <laughs> like, like essentially, like, movie, the Hollywood is just reboot. Yeah, but just, reboot. Like, reboot with a little bit of homage, right? Oh, like, maybe, like, Lou Ferrigno is in the Hulk movie or something. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like, totally in the happened. background, you know? But they never, like, honestly honor what happened. No. But I feel like what Marvel did with the, with the absolute retcon, which is a cop out, but I appreciate it because it's so Marvel. After uh, oh, wait, mm-hmm. I haven't seen the new Spider Man either, so if you're about to mention that, please. No, no, I'm talking about uh, Endgame. What's the second movie? Endgame and uh, it was it was uh, uh, Endgame Infinity was War. Movie. Infinity War. Thank Infinity you. War was the first movie. So Infinity War, first of all props to them i literally clapped for them because i said this yeah because i said this is the boldest thing i've ever seen a blockbuster franchise do you Mm -hmm. know kill your cash cow characters like in it in a demonstrable way and of course i was like they're gonna come back somehow in some capacity because it's it's hollywood they they paid these people money (laughs) but um i respected it because if you're not like a super like movie storyline person, it feel felt visceral. You know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, it was yeah, it's big. To see Spider-Man fade away. He's Tom Holland, this young kid, this lovable, everybody's favorite Spider-Man. You know. Right. To see him And we had only gotten like one good movie out of him at that yeah, point, right? Man, mm-hmm. It was it was it was bold, man. So yeah. props yeah. to them. That's when I got all the respect for, you know, MCU yeah. people. And you definitely bring up and, a good point that we knew you know, a series with Tom Holland was coming. So, like you said, we knew they were coming back and they were saying over and over again, the next Avengers movie is just coming out in a year, so you don't have to wait to find out the conclusion. But like you said, the moment was so visceral that you Mm -hmm. still felt the impact. Like, because it was great storytelling, despite the outcome. It was great storytelling. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think it, it was even more like shocking because we knew that another movie should be coming, right? Because we everybody goes in there knowing, hey, these characters aren't going to get touched because they got a movie coming. This character's mm-hmm. not going to touch because they're... So you kind of go in there with safety. So you expect, oh, like the, the Okoyes and the, like, the Wasp, you know, like random characters that don't really seem to matter, like are going to get faded out or killed. It doesn't matter because they're yeah. not going to have a movie. But they went for the main people and it's like, yo, right? Well... You probably felt that way until Thanos just drops Gamora, mm-hmm. and then that's when you—that's when it gets tense. Because up to that point, you probably were thinking like, "Oh, cool, they're gonna beat Thanos." Yes. But now right. it's like, wait, they True. just killed off a main character. Like, this this could go wrong, and at that point, it seemed overwhelmingly like he was gonna win. So it really felt, mm-hmm. and you're just waiting, and you're like, "Oh, oh, oh, thank God, Thor shows up. He's got the axe. We're good." Yes. But then. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> it ah! it. <laughs> yes. And, and and I think I think it, even if like you like you know, you watch enough movies 
the the bad character always has a moment of triumph before their great loss right like, yeah like you gotta have that what you call denouement that critical moment where things seems at their worst mm-hmm. so that they can feel like oh this is so great but they never got better right it just right stayed terrible yeah. to the end and the movie ended like that that is like american audience like like one-on-one is that they have to have a good ending mm-hmm. you know like oh like even if it's not like conclusion you need to feel like that was resolved there's some resolution right but we walked away with no resolution feeling for years for years i think that movie didn't even have well, a post-credit scene did it it did not have a post-credit scene and to top it off i think it also had like avengers will be back and then it just smoked the words oh you're right it was super intense. <laughs> they did everything. They did everything. Yeah, it, it was bold. And I mean, of course, the retcon was coming, right? In in a sense, not even, I would say, the retcon, but like the Dragon Ball. Undoing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah, the Dragon yeah. Ball's going to show. And, and I thought it was going to be some really. <laughs> Dragon Ball. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, Goku ain't dead. Like, we still got the Dragon Balls. You know, right. it, I figured it would be some like magic, like some weird person who we'd never heard of. Or whatever but like to see them go no we're gonna go into another timeline uh-oh now this is getting really marvel here you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like and i was like oh they they started something and it made mm-hmm. and so once they started that it was like oh all bets are off because they essentially just showed like we have the ability to like go into another universe get what we need to save the day you know and it was cool that you know thanos from another timeline joined i was like that's super cool like uh-huh. yeah. just to yeah, that was good. just to see that they're like, "Yo, we're taking this in a really Marvel way," was to me like those two movies. Like, if I had if I had any doubts about who like Kevin Feige is and all the people behind the scenes, like I was like, "Okay, like I trust you." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I trust you. You know. But the buildup, I think, you know, what we've been talking about is the them making all these movies, making all these characters, you know. I part of, I I don't have the experience so I don't know but I think if I wouldn't have seen every movie up to that point I wouldn't have the same experience watching those two movies and, oh, and the same opinion certainly not yeah totally different and so that makes me wonder how well do the movies do critically as standalone even though they don't have to necessarily go through that I'm this is a curious like food for thought how well they do hmm I mean, I I might be the closest in a sense in our group here, in the sense that like I hadn't seen like I've seen the movies here or there like I hadn't seen like the second Thor or the th- like I think it was Steve you sat down with me and watched Ragnarok or something. Uh, at oh some yeah, point, you know yeah, we watched that together. Um, like so, a lot of the movies were gaps. Like Age of Ultron, I think I saw, but like honestly. I was half paying attention, you know, like, so to me, like, a lot of the characters, like, to this day, I don't like, I don't like Black Widow, (laughs) Um, and, you know, I know that, like, her loss in the movies were really, like, impactful, like, you know, people shedding tears, and to me, I was like, good, (laughs) right? Like, not like that, but, but, like, I didn't, I I hate spiders, you know, (laughs) you know, like, I didn't have all this, like, uh, empathy or, like, like, I just kind of went in there with what it was. And I'll say this, like, it was a solid movie. 
you know like i yeah. i think the only thing like i love black panther just because you know when i'm black i just appreciated what it second your panther <laughs> you know my <laughs> panther um but like i think to me personally i think it was just a great movie I think fundamentally it would be really, really hard for the impact to be there on some characters just because, but I think they did a good job um, overall. But once again, I had seen enough movies, so maybe my opinion is biased, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think fundamentally, you know, the, 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 I was about to say game, the movie was made for people who had seen the other ones. And so it's like, it's one of those things where they, you know, they make it with the idea. It's your fault if you don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do feel like the end in uh, I keep calling it Endgame. Um, what's the first Infinity War? Infinity War made me want to go back and watch the other movies, so Ooh. I'd be prepared for what's happening, so that everything would make sense. Yeah, you know? and so it made that movie that much more impactful. So I feel like that that's an interesting. I mean, how do you even do that? Like, how do you make a movie so good that it makes people want to go back and watch the other movie so they can watch the next movie? You know what I'm saying? Like, and that... why can't DC do it? <laughs> yeah, DC. <laughs> Where <are you> at? <sighs> I don't know, man. D- DC's just... I feel like DC's... Like you said about whoever said that, like, the idea, like, it's, it's just different perspectives of, like, superheroes godlike people trying to be human and human people trying to be godlike it's like they they need to figure out their own formula yeah but that takes i think effort, the problem you know i think i think it's just that like like i said earlier the best dc movies are the ones i think that kind of stick to that formula and snyder especially i mean you can hate on batman v superman all you want i will like, <laughs> he he definitely is good at that at the of making the story feel and the story of the characters feel epic and godlike and just like you know just dealing with all that stuff i think that that's those are their best movies mm-hmm. but i think the way marvel is written has better mass appeal i've always preferred dc stories like from the comic not from the comics cause i didn't read them but from the cartoons and like uh the little stories i did read i always preferred the dc stories because i thought i just thought they were cooler but I feel like Marvel might just have more mass appeal. I, you know, I think that just going based off of, you know, DC, I'll say it again, has been is super strong in the animation space. Mm-hmm. So I think that maybe <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Maybe they would do better if they just made series with their characters versus trying to make movies. You mean like live action series? Yeah, because you're like a black, uh, not a black widow. Pull a uh, a Loki or something. Well, well, you're actually right. like actually really right, Kyle. Because like, what do we have? The Flash. We have mm-hmm. the Batman movies. We have like uh, super us oh, uh, uh, Superwoman. They have Green Arrow. Here's one. here's the problem, right? Mm-hmm. CW owns, I think, a lot of DC like television rights, well, and CW Brothers. is trash. But that's Warner Brothers. That's Warner Brothers. This, okay, I, all I know is all of the, all of the DC like live action shows, the the uh, what was it? The Arrow was okay the first season. I didn't watch after that. Yeah, Green Arrow Flash was, was fine for a while. Flash was never great, and now it's <laughs> it's like a joke. Um, 
funny enough, I know uh, a lot of people who really like Flash. I tried to watch it, and I didn't see the appeal really either. Henry it's Cavill's super in there, corny and like. And like, uh, it, it feels like my mom's soap opera is like it's super. But that's corny. yeah, I think that's why people like it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more of a soap opery opera. That's opera, fine, opera. but it's not a good like DC <laughs> soap opera. Sorry, opera. Anyway. <laughs> uh, it, it felt like they were moving really fast on the Arrowverse. They brought in all these other mm-hmm. DC. Oh, my that's boy. A, they they have they they basically you know already shot their shot. They have all these heroes in the so-called Arrowverse, oh, my boy. and the Arrowverse is a joke. Oh, Techosaurus. Te- Techosaurus. R.I.P. Techosaurus. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Nobody. Nobody. If you knows. know, you know. But yeah, you nobody know. You know, like know. three no people will know who Techosaurus is. Man has been Two scrubbed. Two of them are here. He's literally been scrubbed from the history books. Nobody will know about what he did. Oh, we remember. We remember <laughs> Techosaurus. But, but, but logs are short for for you, Steve, and and you might know a little bit because we maybe mentioned it to. I'm you. sure we've shared it with you. But he made the uh, Arrowverse game. He was developing it on his own. <gasps> oh, and they, uh, they, that guy. They DMC ate him to oblivion. Like, Wait, did they? Oh, they I did. Didn't know. Like Poor he guy. is scrubbed from the. He's history a shell books. of a man. He he, it's, it's as if he was never born. It is that wild. Like, honestly. Um, so I assume his YouTube channel is not up anymore. It, I think it is, but it doesn't have any of does. the Arrowverse stuff on it. Yeah, I think he just has his original stuff. That was so blatant. I don't know what he was expecting. Yeah, it it wasn't a. I think it was all good until he really was like, "I'm gonna sell this," or "I'm gonna." He really was about to release it. He was gonna sell it. Yeah, he was gonna really release it. I don't know if he was gonna sell it, sell it. Okay, but okay. yeah, I was like, that's the it, height it was of like a fan game, and the community was behind him. He just oh, you know what? I think there are still reviews of the game on mm, YouTube, okay. but all of his uh, vlog, not uh, dev devumentaries, dev, 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 yeah, dev, dev logs, yeah. Do you think we can get a hold of the game and play it? Maybe, it probably exists somewhere on a Discord server, <laughs> along with malware, <laughs> malware. Um, I'm willing to take that risk. It, it exists. <laughs> I bet you we could find the videos if we like really trolled the internet. Like, oh yeah, some, some subreddit They're somewhere. Out there. They exist, but man, it was it, it if it was so it was not good. Let's say this: like it wasn't good quality wise, but the passion was so real, right? So mm-hmm. genuine, so honest. Like I, I feel like it broke him entirely completely broke him um he was invested like it was we probably followed him for a year and a half and that was only a portion of his journey yeah he was building a team username yeah what's the boy's name (laughs) Uh, galva galva my boy galva who did all galva was 3d modeling he was writing code do a voice he was get a little shout out (laughs) he probably was oh man but <laughs> that might have been the cause of the DMCA too, because they were using like actual clips yeah. from the show. Yeah, that's probably game. what it really caused. Yeah, when they started using actual material. Uh, oh, but but back to your point, Steve. Sorry, <laughs> uh, I, I think you're right in the sense that like the the CW has a quality, right? Like they know exactly what they're doing. You know, it used to be what Warner Brothers or whatever WB. You know, back in the day, mm-hmm. and oh yeah, I think it's kind of like sci-fi movies, where like sci-fi knows their audience, and they're like, mm-hmm. like we can make better movies, but why? You know, um, <laughs> watch them. Like we're gonna make more money with less effort. So, um, 
I think that's they've really leaned into it, and and that's why it's just like a separate thing. It's like the Arrowverse. It's not really the the DC anything. It's like the Arrowverse. Yeah. Everything is just around that first series. So yeah, you know, I think. Can you imagine? Mm. Can you imagine like a Loki style show about the Green Lantern Corps? Or um, it'd probably be really I'm, cool. It'd be fire. I mean, that'd be sick. I mean, I mean, the fact that like. The old school Justice League like cartoon was so good, man. It was so, good. so solid. I actually remember the first when they first dropped the show, and it was like an hour long episode, and it was mm. like that when they met the they met the Martian Martian Manhunter the mm-hmm. first time, and mm-hmm. the like. There's a scene if you haven't seen it. I mean, it's so long ago, but like, there's a scene where genuinely you felt like yo, like it felt like a um. Uh, an end game goodness an infinity war moment happened in that oh. uh, you know go back and watch it i mean maybe we should watch it and talk about it because it was so well done and they really brought that that show all the way through so many interesting characters storylines you know so many different I, I feel like there's got to be a way they can bring this into a cinematic world you know like they just take some of that some of that essence right yeah yeah, like it, they they're strong. I guess it just goes back to show that their their strongest point so far, with the, the few hitter movies, is just the series. Yeah, if they mm-hmm. if they would yeah if they would lift, I mean I say lift loosely, but lift the stories that they used to tell and put them into live action, in so many words that and they put, probably and, would do well, and put real effort behind yes. it. I mean when I look at Loki or WandaVision, these are like high yes. high quality. High quality you know, no goofy suits, no bad effects. You know, we <laughs> right. can't have Teen Titans up in here where they're cutting corners oh, and man. making oh, questionable casting decisions and stuff. They don't even care. Like, they honestly don't care. They're just like, we're trying to yeah. get this money. You know, it goes... I think they also are, not, not, to, not to be this guy, but I do think that the CW focuses a lot on, like, political, what's, like, social, you know, the social norms. And yeah, I definitely, a lot of the shows are just, like, romance like mm-hmm. like rom not rom-com but like rom action movie i don't know how to describe it yeah you know um they gotta stuff a corny romance everywhere mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's kind of why i stopped watching the flash i like the first season first of all the season seemed like it went on for infinity like <laughs> i was like why is this not done yet like why is it still going yeah but like him and that main character girl like i was like just kiss each other goodness <laughs> like you the flash you could just pick her up run around the run world show there. her paris and go hey i love you and it would be done but it was just like him constantly like i don't know and then like a- another guy shows up and you know like actually like my favorite character in the show was not even like like the most heroic character in the show wasn't uh what's his name uh the flash barry, barry. barry allen it was very it was actually his love interest boyfriend iris iris's boyfriend <laughs> like to me was the real hero. oh the cop guy yeah the cop guy like he oh, he was yeah, the real yeah. hero like he if was. you watch all of season one like he, he didn't deserve what happened to him exactly i like cisco cisco was the cool oh, cisco. oh yeah oh, cisco goodness. was great yeah he was pretty good yeah so i don't know i feel like you know i feel like loki so so this is i think we talked about this before but i feel like loki is exactly what i was hoping for at the end of the mcu where they would, mm. instead of, okay, we're going to stay in this weird world where it's all about, like, the cool kid, like, the, the people we know. 
but instead they're like doing interesting stories right mm-hmm. like to me loki was one of the most interesting the most fun like mcu adjacent things that has been done so far and i really hope they lean in that direction like just have fun like do the multiverse like goof around like just do it you know yeah and i think it was for two reasons you know we see we saw loki a good bit in the movies but we didn't know like a whole lot about him and everybody wanted to see more loki mm-hmm. while like all the yeah. other shows were characters that we saw so much of already and it was it kind of just felt hollow because you know looking at the loki show it's like why would, why didn't we have more shows about side characters that everybody loved versus you just trying to i guess push the story ahead with these other because they weren't in my opinion, they weren't bad, but I didn't appreciate them as much as I did Loki. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of... Because even kinda... with the the Hawkeye one, it's like in the same boat. Yeah, I haven't started watching it. I mean, is it... Not to tell... Don't tell me anything about it, but is it decent? Is it worth watching? Uh, so, yes, on both accounts. Um, I don't know how much to say without spoiling it, so I'll just answer your question. Yes. Let, let me ask you this. Let's take Hawkeye to get out of the MCU. Like, is it only important because it's in the MCU? Or is it like standalone? You can just watch it and enjoy it. Like, oh, this is great. It's funny you ask because <laughs> to, <laughs> to be honest, the show is incorrectly named. Uh, okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So know. once you once you watch it, you'll see that it should have been named something completely different. And then, That's yes... Really- it, w- it should have been part of the MCU, but as but marketed differently. I think they marketed it the way they did because they had the name recognition. But it's funny you said that. You said, "Oh, I should have been, been named," and then your internet cut out. So I have no idea what you <laughs> we'll said. We'll keep it like that. Names. It'll be a mystery. I mean, yeah, I, oh, I just don't. Us, I won't know. I won't know until I watch. Till I listen to the yeah. When I do the edit, I'll know what you said, <laughs> but <laughs> I won't know. Yeah, get your internet fixed too, yeah. by the way. So I, I'm gonna need to watch uh, Hawkeye before I finish this edit. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> I didn't. Spoilers I didn't say pending. what it should have been named. I don't know oh, when okay. it cut out though. Okay, yeah. it, it literally cut out when you said it should have been named. And then you went silent <laughs> and then you came back right after that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like all of the other superhero. Okay. So this is, a, 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 I don't know if you could even call this a superhero. I guess it is. You guys ever seen, well, read or seen the movie, the Watchmen. Uh huh. So, so now they have a TV series that's on HBO Max. I, I haven't really seen good. that. I heard it's. Really, you did hear that? Yeah, I heard it's really good from people. Um, I, mm. I personally haven't seen it or people, you know, really paid any attention. But like the Watchmen is one of those weird things where it's like, I feel like it's DC all the way deep, like cranked up. Yeah, like all of the grittiness of DC without any of the humor. <laughs> like, oh, so it's too far. I mean, if you read the book, it's pretty funny. Yeah. It, it's funny in the sense that, like, I don't know. If, it's right. I don't. It's right. Yeah, like, it's, I'll say that. I don't think it's like trying to be funny. It just is circumstantial. But like, mm. I I feel like the DC movies don't really lean into like I, I'm saying. I'll just say like the Watchmen is like the fir- the grittiest of all the superhero stuff, right? Then like there's Batman vs Superman, and Batman vs Superman felt like it was trying to be so serious. You know what I'm saying? Like, super yeah. serious. And I'm like, yeah. 
I just feel like it was so contrived. Exactly. I think that was what it was for me. Right. It, it, it just felt like they needed to like step back and be like, "Hey, your main characters are wearing spandex. Like, like <laughs> chill out. You know what I'm saying? Like, Marvel sees that and understands that people are gonna make fun of that and goof off mm-hmm. on that. But it's like they don't realize, like, you know, they they do some things right. Like, I I liked in the you know DC, particularly Superman movies, that. In Marvel versus, I mean, not Marvel versus Superman, <laughs> Batman Ooh. versus Superman, that they mentioned that all of the stuff that Clark Kent had did as Superman is kind of like terrible things. He had a giant battle that killed all kind of people, destroyed mm-hmm. all kind of buildings, and then they were like, "Hey, we're gonna sue Superman now," <laughs> you know, like we're gonna take him to court. I always thought that was really cool and an interesting direction, but it felt like they just yeah, it's a know. real thing that someone would do, but mm-hmm. then the rest of the oh, movie for is- sure. None of that. Yeah. I mean, that's also what happens in Watchmen, speaking of that. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but there's a whole MC, I don't know if you want to call it you, but like a whole Marvel set of series on Netflix that I think. The Defenders? Yeah, The Defenders. Like, that's kind of gets forgotten about, but was like secretly pretty good, you know? Oh. Like, I've heard of that. I didn't know. Some it was of it's good. pretty good. I know Jessica Jones is good. You said it's good. Daredevil. Daredevil was good. I don't know how good it remains. Yeah. Um, Iron Fist was not, not good. Not good. Iron Fist kind of killed it, actually. I think that destroyed it. Like, because uh, um, Luke Cage was Luke Cage was good. The first season Luke of Luke Cage, Cage was, was good. good, for sure. The second season kind of like, I didn't. I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't really feeling it as much. But like me and Shailene are watching Daredevil right now. And it's it's like just a solid show. Like yeah. you'd almost forget that it's in the MCU. But the crazy thing is that show takes takes place directly after um, Avengers. What, what, where was the Battle of New York? Which movie was that? Where all Avengers? That was the first Avengers. Yeah, it takes place directly after that in New York City, post all of the aliens killing people and blowing stuff up. And uh-huh. it's like the aftermath of that. And you're seeing everybody dealing with it in, in how Daredevil arises, how Daredevil arises because of right. the things that happened. They don't bring in any of the, the MCU, like, you know, characters per se, as far as I can remember. I mean, we're still watching it, but it's like, it feels very grounded in that universe, you know? Hmm. Um, so, and it's interesting because if you think about it, like in, in context, the story it tells is very, very local, very local to what's happening in what's called Hell's Kitchen. But mm-hmm. it's like with superheroes, you know, well, a superhero and like, all, I guess there's other superheroes. But anyway, it's very, it's very localized. So it kind of shows you like, what would it be like to be in Marvel if you weren't that powerful? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if you were like, eh, you know, like, because most of the best characters in that show are not Daredevil or any other mm-hmm. like powered character. They're just like that's normal people. It's always they're just normal people. And I think that's another thing that the DC movies miss is that they don't have any normal people. Like, oh yeah, yeah. like family members that's... or even like people on Martha. the street who are witnessing stuff. Martha. <laughs> just to yell her name Martha her superpower is her name <laughs> just secretly whisper Mark Martha like throughout the movie yeah 
But but here's the thing. I think the problem at, fundamentally with the DC movies is that they were trying to catch up with Marvel instead of going, hey, let's pay attention to like Marvel set up this over the course of like a decade. Like right. we can't do this in one movie. Like yeah, they were hasty. They were, they were really like, yes, hasty. we can. <laughs> like <laughs> Batman versus Superman, which was basically their take at Civil War, right? Like essentially mm-hmm. sh- should have just been like, Hey, we have Batman. Like we have Ben Affleck Batman movie, Ben Affleck Batman movie, Ben Affleck Batman movie. You know what I'm saying? We mm-hmm. have Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, Wonder. Woman, you know, have all these movies. Bring in, of course, the uh, cyborgs and everybody. Like right, like slowly, and then you could have this like really cool movie. But they were like, nah. What really, what really grinds my gears about the Batman v Superman movie is that in my head, I don't know how accurate this is, but in my head, that's like a very mature. Um, DC story. And I don't mean like it's for mature people. I mean that like that's the story that gets told after oh, a, lot a long time. Yeah. A lot of a lot of DC yeah. storytelling, you know? Yes. There's a lot of history between these characters. But they just whips it out at like the second or third movie. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no. We're not ready for this. So Batman v you Superman know? is supposed to be post Justice League? Or is uh, it prior to I don't know. To, I think it's prior to. And but but like the thing is like it's really the only it's really post superman right or man of steel right because it follows directly after the second man of steel movie right well the way they did the movies yes okay. and, but we're wondering in the comics like does oh, it make sense for that for that battle to happen so early right? oh no it takes in, like for the story of dc yeah because there were two avengers movies like just uh, comparatively there were two avengers movies before civil war so it's like oh, they were awesome. well they were a well established team before they had you know I mean even if you go back and you watch uh the uh the show we've been talking about the the Justice League TV show it's clear that Superman and Batman kind of don't like each other yeah they're at odds like, and and it does mm-hmm. over time kind of like boil over like mm-hmm. their their ideologies are very different and that's the whole mm-hmm. point. Like, it's not that they dislike each other, like, fundamentally. It's that right. similar to Iron Man and Captain America, they have different ideologies when it comes to approaching mm-hmm. being a superhero. And it really takes a lot of things. Oh, Superman does this. Oh, Superman lets somebody get away when they should have, you know, he's because he's too good and he can't really do bad things. And Batman does something a little bit too edgy or is taking, you know, like, and they and they keep coming at odds. And then also they have, like, Actually, like similar love interest, which would be basically Wonder Woman, you oh, know, yeah. Diana, like, Diana, and and Diana loves basically Batman, but like a uh, Bruce, but Bruce is so emotionally unavailable, <laughs> like, like he keeps yeah. turning it down, and then like, but Superman is kind of like, hey girl, you know, so <laughs> you kind of have this like conflict where they kind of it's like a love triangle where Wonder Woman's kind of like, what's wrong with you guys, kind of sort of, <laughs> but. It really does build over time, and I and I think it's the same in the comic books. So yeah, to say like these fools were in two different towns doing their own things, and then something happened, and they met each other for the first time, and then oh, you must be evil. Like it was so yeah. like you said, Steve, the perfect word contrived. Yeah, and it's it's the you know it's super contrived. It's like oh they're being, they're being manipulated, blah blah blah. But what I 
I mean, everyone knows that. But I guess what I was trying to point out was that not only is it contrived, but it's just a waste of a good storytelling opportunity. Mm-hmm. Right. Because now you can't have like major conflict between Batman and Superman because Martha. conflict was how they met and became friends. So like, you know, all the major like uh, ideology differences and stuff that can lead to like good human conflict has already been done. Yeah. At least between these two. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Man. so. It's like you just wasted it. I think the only the only hope they would have really is to reboot it, which they've already kind of done with the Robert Pattinson. Oh yeah, Batman, which is apparently two hours and fifty seven minutes. Another three hour DC movie, bro. Well, at least they're not. At least we know they're not cutting it short. Yes, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can do three hour movies anymore, bro. Like they're just, bro. Maybe they are. I don't know. They probably still me. cut out stuff. I don't know, man. A three-hour Riddler movie could be really, really good. He's just giving riddles the entire time. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, just the whole movie. Yeah. The whole movie. <laughs> riddles. Just what has teeth that never speaks, Batman? Like the Riddler, like kind of, sort of, like Saw, like, <laughs> like anyway. But um, yeah, kind like of Jigsaw. Like, I, let me, let me, let me talk. Let's talk about this three-hour movie thing because I, I really am kind of done with it, and. and uh, who who here hasn't seen um uh, I keep wanting to call them the Untouchables, Eternal? the Eternals, um, the Untouchables, <laughs> the Incredibles. That should be a superhero. That movie. was you, right, Steve? You haven't seen it. I have not seen it. Eternals. Ah. Yes. So the Eternals. So here here's why I don't like the three hour movie, because I think a three hour movie means that you should have made two movies, like like or a series, or yeah, or multiple movies, like. I feel like back in the day, most movies were an hour and a half, right? Mm-hmm. Like you didn't want to break the ninety-minute mark because you know the attention span, um, right? And you know, I feel like artistic movies were longer than two hours. You know, uh, the avant-garde movies. So Peter I Jackson just, movies, you knew were going to be long. Yes, you know, but I feel like when a movie is two and a half hours long or three hours long, that pretty much tells me that they have too much content. And it's about mm-hmm. to get stuffed in your face. <laughs> like, they're going to tell you everything. And they're going to have exposition. Like, you, our favorite things in movies. Exposition dumps. Oh, my god! Like, when a character tells you everything. Everything. Because so, <laughs> so you, you can't see it, right? It's like, back in 19... I, yeah. I disagree totally. I feel like long movies... Some some stories are just long, man. Like I wouldn't say a book needs to be split in half because it was a long book. But I think a and if your problem is exposition, then a long movie is helpful because it lets it lets you exposition at a better pace. It's all about fatigue, increase son. and improving the pace. Fatigue. I just don't think that we can. I think there's just a limit to how much you can get out of something. Like that's TV series sure. work well because they might be thirty minutes, they might be an hour. But you get like a break. You can stop and then come back and like do it over a course of days. But like, I'm, you're gonna see Eternals. I, I mean, I think it's a good movie. Like, it's not bad. I, but I think, I don't know. I feel like it's not a good sign to me when a movie's three hours. I, I partially agree. I think fatigue is real. I think maybe a, a long movie should be split up into a series. I just don't think it's right to say it should be split up into shorter movies. Well, yeah, I think or or shortened. In order to like make a certain runtime, because that's exactly what happened with uh, with the Justice League movie was they cut a bunch of stuff out. But in so in the Justice League movie though, like what what it benefited from was better pacing. 
whenever it was given all these extra cuts and these different shots. So I think... How do you... Uh, arguable, I guess. If you haven't seen the long version, it's hard for you to... I haven't. I'm, I'm just going right. based on, I guess, how you compared it to the other one. It's just like... So it's, you said that it was better on all accounts. And I, I think the first one did struggle with pacing. But long movies in general, in my opinion, struggle with pacing. And, and that's and, what, one, one of the things that makes them too long. Not with exposition. My, my only I, point... Eh, my only point about a long movie is that a lot of times a movie is long because they don't want to make another movie. Like, it's as simple as that. Like, they don't want to deal with this again. Like, they don't want to go through the process of, like, doing it right. Like, hey, this will take two movies for us to sell to tell the story correctly. Maybe two two-hour movies, right? Like, two solid movies. But that's two different productions, two different marketing budgets, two different blah, 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 blah. And I just feel like it's a real, like... It, to me, it's an indicator they're like, yo, we got a lot to say, but we are not really invested in taking the time to tell it to you because we don't necessarily even believe that it's good enough. Like, it's going to do well. If You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I don't know if you get oh, that. Oh, to merit the second movie? I, I, can, I can see that. I feel like cutting it would be cutting it into a movie because uh, a movie, you have to do exposition again, yeah, right? You, yeah. The movie has to have a finale or something close to a finale. At the end of it, and it has to have something like exposition at the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. And even if it's like Lord of the Rings Part 2, there's still going to be some downtime in the beginning and the end that you could have just not had. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think exposition is fundamentally bad. But if it's no, used as, some, as, a, as a padding device mm-hmm. or to recoup time that you couldn't make that, you know, you couldn't make into a more interesting cinematic experience. Then, well, I don't think anyone's suggesting that. <laughs> well, no, I'm not suggesting it, but that's what happens in, in these arbitrarily longer movies. Yeah. Like, no, and, and I, I feel you, like, Steve, in the sense, like, just because it's three hours doesn't mean that it's bad, per se. Like, that's not necessarily what I'm saying. But I sure. think that in DC's case, I feel like it's indicative of a problem. Because the reason, like, I mean, uh, Batman vs. Superman prior to the Snyder Cut, was really long like two an hour two and a half hours or something right the snyder cut was how long was the snyder cut like three hours three plus uh i just think it was more than three yeah so like i think it was four hours so like they were like yo there's so much material and it tells a much better story when it's long but literally nobody's gonna sit in a movie for three and a half hours like nobody right like this is not gonna happen and maybe there's some like financial element, like, you know, oh, like having to move for three and a half hours, how many showings can we do, blah, blah, blah. But um, yeah, it just, to me, DC doing that isn't a good sign. You know, if I see any other franchise, I might be like, yo, they got a really cool story to tell, <laughs> you know. Um, and, yeah, because it used to be risky to do like a really long movie because of all yeah. the things you, you mentioned. So yeah, for it to be commonplace now definitely tells a lot about where the industry is. Yeah. Maybe also I like them more because I like the I like the idea of making people um, <laughs> sit in darkness and wait. No, no, no. Like I don't know. This <laughs> I think I think people are spoiled when it comes to media entertainment, mm. and that people aren't willing to like sit through something. You know, I, you saw this a lot with WandaVision. People are like, oh, it's so boring, it's so slow, but like it was just a really carefully wrought, you know, piece of art. And the Snyder Cut is super long, and not everyone's going to want to sit through that, and that's fine. I'm just saying that I like the idea of people being more willing 
to kind of maybe be a little uncomfortable or to go out there to appreciate something mm. the way that some that maybe the director or the writer or whoever uh brought it so it's kind of like know? the lack of patience almost yeah a lack of patience being spoiled expecting like a jump scare every 10 minutes or this or the movie's not scary you know like yeah and it, stuff like that it almost comes back to the issue you're talking about like with the mcu now like they can't make a like like four movies that are okay like they all have to be like killer like hour and a half just mer- like hilarious great oh, action done. great and you're done and i feel like the eternals and you know i'm <clears throat> interested to hear your opinion about it steve is in it's a long movie and i think it falls into the same problem that batman versus superman it falls into um in that it probably should have been multiple movies where like it just follows because there's a lot of characters and there's a lot of you know backstories and a lot of feelings and a lot of emotions and and it's almost like they're like we want to get this over with that's kind of how it felt like mm-hmm. we want to get this over with because there's something else we want to tell mm-hmm. and we don't want to spend too much time on this but these characters need to be here for it. <laughs> without without having seen the movie, just from hearing you talk a little bit about it and from seeing like the trailers, I feel like Eternals... Actually, no. Just from having watched the trailers, my first thought was this should be a TV show. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It would do a thousand Perfect. percent better as a TV show. Perfect. I think that's... And it's exactly like... Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I think... I think mm-hmm. Go ahead, Kyle. I was going to say, I think, Steve, you, you, you hit it the nail on the head saying that we were spoiled just because the, just the way that I guess technology has improved the accessible, the accessibility of like media. And because you go on YouTube, it's shorter videos. And I know they're different than movies, but like the quality has Mm -hmm. increased so much on stuff that people are just randomly making. And those experiences are exciting, digestible, short, and so mm-hmm. I think people do kind of maybe subconsciously expect that from movies too, but the medium itself lends itself better to long form storytelling. Yeah. And so, yeah. So yeah, I think we are spoiled by the media of our time in a way. Streaming, especially Streaming like I, nothing makes me feel older right now than watching a show that has, that still releases episodically with Keisha and she's like, oh, I hate waiting. And I'm like, did you not grow up with this? Right. Like Saturday morning this, cartoons. Yeah, like that's this is the norm. This Netflix is the weird. You know, one. it's it's funny because I feel the same way. And then I think about it, and I go, I remember a day when there weren't cell phones, and right, that, that was yeah. like basically half of my lifetime, maybe more. And yeah, more than half my lifetime. But like, I literally cannot imagine a life without a cell phone now. You know, like. Not just the ability, not even it's not even the ability to call somebody. It's the ability to access information anywhere I am. Right. At any given moment. Right. Like, oh, I wonder what the and quickly. quickly. Like really quickly. Like, oh, what's the price of this thing? Oh, like scanning thing, whatever it is. And, you know, media has changed where we're kind of spoiled, like you said. You know, it's like I, I was just thinking about how oh, oh, I was gonna say Shang Chi. So like Shang Chi. Shang-Chi gives me hope in the future of the marvel universe because yeah yeah. let me ask you guys a question other than characters that you already knew prior to shang chi name a character 
in Shang-Chi other than Shang-Chi? I'll be honest. Uh, <laughs> the names were kind of difficult for me to remember in general. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, I, I didn't internalize so, any of the names. I don't even remember like the area that they were trying to get into. Yeah. So, so all of it was it wasn't like digestible names for me. No, and and that's the point that I want to make in the sense that even though you can't think of one name other than Shang Chi, you <laughs> like you Aquafina was in the movie. Caitlin, Caitlin was that Aquafina's name? Isn't that the <laughs> character from Arcane? Yes, <laughs> I thought it, I thought it was. Oh, no, I don't know. I, I don't I, know. But but my point is like I'm not saying that I remember any movie the character's name. But uh, my my point is <laughs> Vander Powder Silka. Um, <laughs> like that. Even though a movie you don't remember anybody's name or like anything, it was good. Like it didn't yeah. need to be like stamped in your. Oh, I remember when this character did this and this character did that. It's because like. When Marvel does it right, when they're just trying to, like, set things up and, like, make you feel a certain way, they're, like, masters at it, right? I'm excited yeah, for Shang-Chi. enjoy yourself. Yeah, exactly. And I'm excited for Shang-Chi 2, and I bet you by the end of Shang-Chi 2, I'll remember more characters. Like, I'll... Yeah. Because yeah. it's kind of like a... What do you call it? Like, a repeatable thing, you know, so you remember it. And I'll probably go back and watch Shang-Chi again. Oh, and then exposure. Yeah exposure you know and i think so that's i agree yeah i agree with what you're saying i wonder how much of my ability to enjoy something that i can't remember the names comes from watching way too much anime (laughs) Mm. (laughs) are you saying that you because you can't remember japanese names that you're okay with it yeah because Because he doesn't know because i'm used to because i'm used to not being able at least in the first couple episodes i don't always remember everyone's names even sometimes, depending on how easy the name is to like for me to say or to read, mm-hmm. I like I <laughs> I was watching the newest episode of Attack on Titan last night, and I could not remember the name of of Aaron's hometown, the one where like with the basement, mm-hmm. and they're trying to get back to it, and that's where the Titans attacked the very first episode. Yeah. I still cannot remember the name <laughs> of this town. What's it called? It's like Shining Shami or something. Like it, it's got two Shing. Oh oh, uh, uh, Shingasa. Shingasa. Shin something look at you i mean i no no, no. My, my point is my point is not the the name my point is like when something's good it's just it, you don't need to have like oh captain oh i agree you know, captain yeah. america this person that person uh th- you know like it's just good and i feel like you don't necessarily need to have like super memorable characters for a movie to be great you don't have to have super memorable places to be great and i feel like Something that Eternals was like, almost it was like trying to make me care about yeah. characters that I don't need to care about. Like, I should just care about the conflict and the meanings of the story. Still don't remember their names. None of them. But it's like the opposite. Like, I feel like I should remember them in order for me to really, like, enjoy the movie because they're all very distinct. They all have certain, you know, I remember qualities. their powers. Yeah, like yeah, like the, what the they people do. from it from Shang Chi. No, no, no. Uh, from Eternals. Eternals. Like, oh, okay. and, and yeah. you know, maybe my point is kind of moot, but my point was just simply that, that, like, Marvel has the ability to like let you enjoy it and like walk away being like that was such a great movie, and like it almost feels like it was all like in like it it's it's so temporal almost, but you just like feel like it was a great experience 
and you don't really need to know what happened or who the characters names were like it's just they do a very good of invoking a feeling that uh mm. like i remember a lot of the characters from like batman versus superman because there's a lot of characters that i know and da 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 but like even though it's memorable yeah. it's not a good memory <laughs> it's taking up space yes yes you know um so anyway i, I just feel like there's a lot of hope for the marvel universe because shang chi I was, that's really all I wanted to say. I just yeah. was wondering if you guys remembered anything. Maybe they'll uh, reboot the Eternals as a series. No, they won't. <laughs> no, I, 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 I don't re- think they would do if, that at all either. I mean, what if they, they should reboot the Inhumans? That would be nice. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody told me that like the writers from CW made the Eternals. Oh yeah, not like, in the slightest. Like. Because that kind of feels, it feels like it belongs on the CW, you know? Oh. Um, oh, should yeah. I watch this? You should. You should. We should you talk should. about it at length. That was like the worst thing you could have said. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I really mean is just that, it's like. It's accurate. It's just, uh, I mean, it's accurate. Like, I don't want to dissuade you. All I'm saying is that, like, it feels like it doesn't fit into the Marvel Universe. Like, it doesn't feel like a Marvel u- movie. There are expectations that do come with the Marvel movie. And it's one of those things like Eternals kind of, I guess, enlightens you to those by not having them. (laughs) Unless you know what you're missing. Yeah. It's like, this is not a Marvel movie. I'm not entirely sure why, but I know it is and and I don't like it. (laughs) Well, if it'll let me like other movies more, maybe I will watch it. Yeah. You'll appreciate Shang-Chi that much more. You'll be like, man. You will. Shang-Chi was great. I can't wait for the next one. <laughs> they made this instead of Shang-Chi too? <laughs> you know. I, I mean, honestly, the moment I felt Aquafina like... Aquafina was busy. I felt like Eternals was going to be bad is when I saw that Angelina Jolie was in the cast. <laughs> like, Bro. I'm glad you said it and not me because I felt the exact same way. It, it, it almost feels like how Robert Downey Jr. is doing that YouTube series is how I feel Angelina Jolie is doing The Eternals. That's I didn't feel that way at all. Was she bad in the movie? It just feels like she's not here. She's for... the budget. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's unfortunate. She's here to get paid. Like, this is her I mean, but job. she's just done so many cool movies, and she's a good actress, so it's hard... It's hard to hear that. Yeah, I mean, she's a great... I mean, uh, Benedict Cumberdatch. Cumberdatch. Nice. I can't nice. speak, y'all. Our boy. <laughs> <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch is a great actor. He's done so many incredible movies. You know, Robert Downey Jr. is a great actor. Uh, Chris Helm... Well, I don't know about... Well, Chris Helmsworth, I guess he's done other movies. That, not that I can really recall. I mean, Samuel Jackson, you know, is... Who? He just plays himself. Did you just say who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean Lawrence Fishburne? Oh, you mean Lawrence Fishburne? Oh, you mean Mace Windu? Oh, I know Mace, Mace Windu. Mace he Windu. didn't pull out the purple lightsaber one time in all these movies. I always say that in the Star Wars movie, it was just Mace Windu playing Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I was just watching someone talk about. Uh, oh, I guess it was like the Star Wars anime, and they referenced they referenced Mace Windu in the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And they called him Sam Jackson playing Sam Jackson. <laughs> yes. Like, That's pretty That's awesome. Yes. 
just it's literally like they just t- took sam jackson like and he got sucked into a wormhole and was just in the star wars universe it's like well i guess i'm here now <laughs> i guess it's natural progression for me to be a jedi master but yeah on the like jedi council <laughs> on the council he just yelled his way into position <laughs> like, they're like we don't even know if he's good but <laughs> i just got a visual of him screaming at yoda <laughs> Say Forrest one more you time. You better put me on this council or I'm gonna like <laughs> Um But yeah, like right. like I, I say that to say like Samuel Jackson, even though he's clearly being paid well to be in these movies, clearly. it feels like he's in it. Like mm-hmm. oh, for he's sure. in this role. I mean, just real talk, like Angelina Jolie feels like she's like, I'm here, like, don't give me lines, like I think she had three lines in the whole movie. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But well, they wrote her character to where she wouldn't have to speak. <laughs> yeah, much. like like they really is she it, mute or something? No, you'll, no, you'll see. She's not mute, but you'll see. You'll see when you watch it. Like it really feels like she was the budget. Like Kyle said, like we know her cheekbones nobody. were the budget. <laughs> <laughs> if they only had one cheekbone, was a lot in the movie. Every shot is just only it's from the side. <laughs> The other one's CGI. CGI. It's cheaper to CGI in her. Her cheekbones than to have her. They had, a, they had an intern hiding behind her with a mirror so they could sneak the other cheekbone without her knowing. Hilarious. Like, but hey, it's reflecting off a surface, so it doesn't really count. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I feel like it really felt like, hey, like we know this movie's not going to be great, so let's put in somebody in here that we know people will come to Ooh. see and just hope for the best. You know, that's a that's great a point. She is, I mean, to me, like the only really familiar face, and she's mm-hmm. super familiar. Super. So super it like familiar. it breaks you out of it immediately. That yes, it's like third wall breaking. She's almost yeah. too famous for the movie because everybody else. I mean, some Hayek's in the movie, and she's super famous too, but like not on Angelina Jolie's no. level. And and some Hayek's role in the movie feels appropriate for who she is in the mm-hmm. real world as an actress, but like. Angelina Jolie's character doesn't feel like that. Like, you know, we got Paperboy from Atlanta, if you know Atlanta. We got um, pretty much that's the only person that I think I know. <laughs> Just him. Oh, that is Paperboy, isn't uh, it? Is, nice. is there any other actor or actress that's known in that? I didn't recognize anyone else. Yeah, so it felt... Uh, the, the the Indian guy. Um... Yes, yes. I know oh, him. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know what I know him from, but I know... It's, but it's like that. It's like there's faces... It's like how you said it's that black guy with the pepper hair from... Not the black guy. The brown skin guy who's like... I, I looked him up. His skin's even lighter than I remember. What's his name? His name is... Uh, he, you keep talking. I'll find his name. <laughs> Lin-Manuel. <laughs> Lin-Manuel. His name's <laughs> Joe Mon. Uh, Joe Mantegna. I don't know who that is based Mantegna? on the name. Mantegna? Yeah. Interesting. He was in uh, Criminal Minds. That's what he was in. Oh. He had darker hair in Criminal Minds. Interesting. Now he has white hair. What character was he in? I think he also looked darker in Criminal Minds. Maybe that's why. He was... Um... Shoot, man. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's okay. So... Oh, but this guy. Yeah, but but the point him. but the point is like there are some faces that you're like, oh I know you, but I don't know your name in uh-huh. that movie. And it felt like a type of movie where it's like, cool, we're gonna build a cool movie and we're gonna build these people up, right? Like when you think about the first like Avengers movie, like you know some of the people, like Chris Hemsworth, oh who is that? Like, you know, like 
it just felt like he's dreamy. <laughs> he's so dreamy. Sexiest man of the year. It, it felt like they were building the character. Right Paul Rudd. And like they had a blank slate, like you had no expectations. But to have Angelina Jolie in there, it just felt like, yeah, you, yeah, I don't, it's it's hard to describe. Like it just, it just she doesn't match. Like it, it really feels like if they put Samuel L. Jackson in place of Paperboy. And like, like, why is he here? <laughs> like, he is way too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, and everybody's great actors, but it's like you know, it's just, some people are just. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll watch. Or it. Tom Cruise, just put Tom Cruise in a role. Like, oh my gosh, it has to center around him because it's Tom Cruise. And if is is it on Disney Plus? Yes. I'll watch it on my lunch. Yeah. yeah. The only reason why we watched it is because it finally went for free on Disney Plus because you did have to have like. It was it was barriered by something. You had to have some other subscription. Mm-hmm. Oh right! It yeah. finally trickled down to Disney Plus. <laughs> like, right. It trickled down to the uh, the peons, the plebeians. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Yeah, I've been watching Shaman King, but I'll, I'm, I'm willing to take a break from Shaman King to watch uh, Eternals. You'll yes. only regret Please it do. for a moment. Please do. So, so we're we're gonna <laughs> wrap it up here in a second. Question for you, Shoop. I know you've been watching Shaman King. Should I start watching it? Mm. Uh, only if he just really want to. It's not bad at all, but it's certainly a kids' show. Okay. okay. And as I say this, like I'm, I, I've been look. I mean, almost binging it. I'm trying to. I usually would watch two episodes during a lunch break because it's like just under yeah. you know an hour. I've been sneaking in three. Hey. Because, but uh, yeah, it's uh. I remember Shaman King, man. That's throwback. It's for bro. kids. It's a kids' show. It, you know, it has like. Pretty simple plots, but the last couple episodes have been kind of bonkers, okay, man. Okay. Like you're selling me on. They it. play really. They play. They play really fast and loose with death too. Mm-hmm. I've had. I've seen like three characters die, and it's kind of questionable whether they're going to stay dead. <laughs> but I was like, whoa, whoa, they. Oh they no! Did. Like I was legit shook. Some of these episodes. Okay. They used to do it back then, man. They would just kill people. Yeah. I mean that's a super side tangent, but thank you for the information. <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah. I mean honestly, you know, I think I mean MCU is technically the gold standard. I mean they are the gold standard because yeah, they are the standard. Um, but uh, I'm I'm super interested to see where they go from here. Like, the Eternals doesn't give me a lot of hope per se. Like that they're gonna relive the the Avengers era. I just In think it's impossible. Days. Like I think it's they kind of need to move on to something else. I don't know how they could, because there's so much money in there. They might but, stick to series. I mean, I'm looking forward to Loki. Whatever Loki has to do. I, I yeah, think. Loki. Uh, I really don't want to be disappointed by Loki. that. Whatever. I, I literally going to say the only thing that Loki can do for me at this point is disappoint me. <laughs> Snap. <laughs> oh no. Like. No. like not, That's not that, a lot of pressure. Not that it's the greatest show I've ever seen, but it's like. If they don't care, they could just go, eh, whatever. Like, what are it? the odds it's not good as season one? Very high. I, I would and say is that enough to disappoint you? No, I would say that I've, I'll be content as long as it's almost as good as season one. It doesn't have to almost be almost as good. My okay, feeling yeah. is that season two is going to be just as good, maybe as better good. than season one. Oh, but season, right, high hopes. But season three. Ooh. Will be a stinker. Ooh. Will be a stinker. Stinker. Yeah. It'll Stinky. be pandering and out of demand. So it's gonna <laughs> yeah. lose all the luster. Yeah. 
I, I feel like it's just going to go the route of a lot of TV series where it's just like, we should have stopped. stopped. We should have stopped. But <laughs> yeah. in before Loki and Loki have a baby. Loki. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Season two is a, from, is, a, is a sitcom. And it's the explanation of where Crocodile Loki came from. Oh no. Yeah. I, I mean, they should do a whole series on Crocodile from Loki. and I'd be, I'm for it. I'm in. It could be. I would watch an animated crocodile Loki show. <laughs> It'd be good. It would just be so random. It would just, and it could be like no minute, dialogue. It could be ten minute episodes where it's just like some event happened. Like it's just like Mushishi. You know, we were talking about like it's just all these little uh-huh. short stories that aren't really important. <laughs> There's no real big plot. <laughs> uh, There's like one or two characters who are common. That'd be yeah, nice. It'd yeah. be cool. I mean, I feel like what I'm I think is going to happen up. with Loki is what is going to happen with Mandalorian. Like. Season one and two of Mandalorian are pretty uh-huh. good, but like I feel like season three, it's like, you know, we got what we needed now. Right. Where are you gonna go? I mean, they could. I feel like they could make good season three, but the way that season two ended, it tells me like, yo, like, where do you go from here? Like, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, anyway. So. Where do you grow goo? Where do you grow goo? Oh, spoiler alert! You can show yourself out. (laughs) At this point, (laughs) if you don't know who Grogu is, you you're it's too late. I mean, at this point, if you don't know who Grogu is, you're not missing anything because the name means (laughs) nothing. nothing. Yeah, it's totally. It was definitely. It was for the fans. It was for the fans, and it was definitely interesting when it first came out. Like, oh, like who is this? Is this? Yoda? That doesn't make any sense. Like, who could this be? Is it his cousin? You know, so... (laughs) They had to deconfirm. It's his cousin Grogu. Hey, cousin Grogu! It's Paperboy's cousin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That's... I don't know if I should feel offended that he said that it's (laughs) Paperboy. Is that not... Is that not, like, an Atlanta outdoor barbecue family, like, kind of conversation? Oh, yeah, that's Carlton Grogu. It's like an Adams family meets... Well, the thing is, his name wouldn't be Grogu because, like, that's his name. It would be because in high school, he was, like, real small and kind of ugly and (laughs) eat everything. Like, man, look at Grogu, little Grogu. Hey, whatever. One person called him Grogu. (laughs) Man, you look like Grogu today, and it's over. You wore (laughs) all green outfit, got big ears, like, it's over. It's done. <laughs> Dirty years, Grogu. <laughs> oh, snap. Yeah. I mean, oh. so so. Uh, any last words on MCU or anything like that? <laughs> I want them to do, bring my boy Mark Ruffalo, give him his own video. Or own, I say videos. Like <laughs> his own video game. So I can like and video. subscribe on these Hulk videos. <laughs> his own YouTube channel. You can just pay him on Cameo if you want, if you want a video. <laughs> just his own YouTube channel. Just... <laughs> But what do you think? You want his own movie? Yeah, because they only have the standalone Hulk movies from before with that other guy. I would like to see a, a Hulk uh, prequel about his time on the on, on the planet. On the yeah. planet? <laughs> from Ragnarok. From planet, yeah, I know yeah. what you meant, but it's just like... I don't know it either. His time on All I can think the of, planet. <laughs> all I can think of is Planet Hulk. <laughs> That's the name of, of that arc. I want to see oh, that. Oh, sh- yeah. They can put Jeff Goldblum in there. Have y'all noticed? They're, yeah. making, a, they're making a She-Hulk movie show, right? Oh, yeah. I forgot about it. It's super, oh, super random. That. But I, I hope... I mean, yeah, they really need to give Mark Ruffalo his time. But maybe they he just do. doesn't care. Like, he's just like, don't... Put he doesn't me. seem like he cares. He made his money. Yeah, he's just like, I'll be yeah. cameos, I'll pop in, I'll do the Doctor Strange and Just don't have a s don't give a smart Hulk. That's not No, nobody wants not that. Yeah, nobody wants that. 
Everybody wants the big dumb Hulk. I think a, I think a Hulk movie would have to be a prequel because it kind of feels like his character is done growing. Well, no, I mean, I feel like something this something happened, right? Because in Shang Chi, right? In Shang, yeah, in Shang Chi, we see that he's not that Hulk anymore. He's not smart Hulk. Yeah. So something happened. So maybe they'll make a Hulk movie to explain that. Yeah, maybe, but either but way, I, guess that's a I feel like in a way, right? I guess. Well, that's Shang-Chi. not what I meant, but you're right. That could that could also work. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, how about you, Steve? Any last MCU? Or give me you a Green Lantern show, mm. a good Marvel Green Lantern show. Marvel, please make a Green Lantern show. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, you're gonna get what you asked for, but it's gonna be on the CW. So, no, I said a good Green Lantern good show. Good is relative to the CW. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're still gonna have Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> oh, nah, please he'll never do that. that. He knows better. <laughs> don't do that. Like, he might do it as a joke, but he wouldn't actually make a movie. Ryan Reynolds is so much better than that now. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's learned. <laughs> he has and thrived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I feel like this is the only thing that I really want from the MCU is for them to absorb the X Men. Like, oh them. yeah, because like. I've, I've always liked the X-Men. I actually liked X-Men, like, first class, and I liked the older movies, like, as a kid. Um, I've liked most of the Wolverine movies um, in general. But I feel like the X-Men have so much potential. Like, mm-hmm. it's already the Avengers, right? Like, it's the Avengers, yeah. but, like... It's pre-built Avengers. Right? Um, so it would be super cool to see the Marvel Cinematic Universe take on X-Men. Uh, get it away from, I guess, Sony owns it? right now or no, who i don't know who holds it fox, fox? even worse I, I think it's fox right fox that would make sense if it was so, fox so random um yeah i wish they could get it back because i'd love to see what they could do pulling them in to like what they have now it'd be super cool Ooh. to see that yeah i still need to watch days of future past yeah i don't need the fantastic know. four need to uh, come back in a better way too Ooh, they need to reboot yeah fantastic yeah It'd be, it'd be cool. And you know what would be cool? If they took, like, those movies, like, I'm going back to X-Men, but if they did, like, a Nightcrawler movie, a, oh, man. you know, a mm. Beast movie, like, so it's, like, the same thing what they did with all the other characters and just kind of had these moments where, like, almost like they didn't know each other and then they came together. Like, of course, mm-hmm. the Academy's there, but, you know, Xavier, just have a movie called Xavier, you know, like, I don't know. Xavier. Xavier. Xavier, that's a, a university, but like, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, like I feel like they could do a really like just taking the Marvel writers and letting them have fun with these characters, making them witty dialogue, interesting character backstories, interesting ca- in- interactions, and having a little bit of levity. I think it would be great. I think it would be great. You know, I so. agree. They kind of did have xavier university movie because they follow him and magneto is like when they're younger to an first extent class. like was that first class yeah that's first class yeah that's first i class. couldn't remember but yeah like they show a lot of their backstory yeah yeah was good. Good. let me tell you a hilarious story really quick and then we're gonna end this podcast let's hear it first class watching first class back in the day um with a first time first class <laughs> yeah it, uh with uh i think one of who was it was a i think it was one of my girlfriends from the past or something way back in the day and we were watching it at, right. 
with and my my mom was there and like we're just watching it in the living room and my mom is watching the movie the whole way through right and y'all both seen uh you both seen it uh-huh no, yes i know where this is. I, I think i know you might know the story and <laughs> it gets to the very end right and <laughs> uh xavier it's the part where xavier gets shot right and he's laying on the beach or whatever and he's saying i can't feel my legs i can't feel my legs or whatever and my mom is sitting there and she goes wait he's a mutant (laughs) 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 and i'm like mom (laughs) have you been watching the movie she's like yeah i watched all the she's like Oh, I didn't know he was a mutant. And I was like, Mom. This is just this bald guy. <laughs> like, just, like, He's not bald Oh, yeah, he wasn't yeah, bald yet. Like, I was like, how? He's just a guy. I, I want to <laughs> go. a guy, yeah. Even worse. I want to go back and watch the movie with the whole thought. <laughs> <laughs> that Professor Xavier is not a mutant. That's the real twist. To see <laughs> To see if it actually works. Like, if there's some, like, matter of fact, he never used his power. Like, some way you could always oh, say it was God. some other thing happening. Or some, oh, like the wind did a thing. Or another character. Like, that was awesome. It was hilarious. Just dying laughing. The, I think for me, the best part is the fact that him getting shot was what made her realize. I mean, literally the last moment, like, they're panning away from the beach. Like, zoom out. <laughs> oh, he's a mutant? And just died laughing. It was hilarious. Oh, God. It was hilarious. Oh, boy. So, oh. Um, I love moms. Yes, moms moms are great. Shout out to moms, man. Shout, shout out to moms. Life wouldn't be shout interesting without moms. So. You're so right about that one. So yeah. It wouldn't be much of anything. <laughs> Not yet, literally. Yeah. So, we love you, mom. Um, and, and with that story, uh, you know, um, I, I really do want somebody to reframe that whole movie to show it as, as Savior Without Powers. But, you know, on that being said, hey, MCU, you the realist. Keep it up. Just keep the gold standard. Um, maybe DC. Don't mess up. Yeah, don't mess up. <laughs> don't choke. <laughs> don't choke. Don't choke. Um, but, yeah, really. Uh, so, yeah, man. Great conversation. <laughs> I hope DC gets their game together. Um Hey, CW. Steve, give CW another chance. We all know. No. <laughs> oh, well, well, definitive. Definitive. We're done. Yeah, we're easy. done. Here. But um, <laughs> anyway, thank you, everybody. Uh, thank you, Kyle. <laughs> give the CW one more chance and watch Eternals. <laughs> yes. <But yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Always a pleasure, man. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Steve. Thank you for being the light of my life. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm going to say no. Um, and, um, I reject. And thank you everybody for listening. Thank you for uh, all our fans out there. Thank you for everybody who, um, you know, sends us positive feedback for those who are just learning about our show. Uh, just tuning in. We, we really appreciate you. We love you. We are just grateful for all our fans and everybody who listens in and shares comments. Um, you're breathtaking. You're breathtaking. You're beautiful. You're the light of <laughs> our lives. So um, thank you for everything. Y'all take it easy. And until next time.